Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a This is episode 435, also the first episode of June. We are officially more than halfway through 2016. Uh, of June, did you say? Sorry, July. <laughs> July. Happy yep. 4th of July. Yes, this is the 4th yes. of July. So if you're in America, you don't got to work today, so you're probably not listening. So, you know, there's that. But this will be live on the 4th of July. And guess who's back? Guess who's back? It's not Gambus Con. Sorry, I done ruined it. It's Drew. Hey. Hey. How you doing? You were on a beach drinking alcohol. I was, actually. Yeah. I drank a lot of alcohol. That was, that's that, a good time. Well, now my body hates me. Well, so what? Your body loved you while you was there. Your body already hated you. Uh, your body always hates him. That's true. Yeah. Uh, also with us, we have John. Hello. And we have Jay. Hola. Yeah. The roster's changing. The future's coming. Future's here, my friend. Yeah, the future yeah. is here. Speaking of the future video games, right? What are they? What are they? They're things mm-hmm. you play and you enjoy, or you get on the internet and bitch about them, even though you have not <laughs> played them. <laughs> oh, last me out, then. I'll just hang up now. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see you, miserable Brit. <laughs> yeah. So I'll start with Drew. I can't imagine you played a lot unless you like like hammered down when you got home. I played a little bit whenever I got home. Uh, I got home yesterday afternoon, but uh, I did actually play some stuff while at the beach. Did you oh, your 3DS, on your phone, your 3DS, right? On my 3DS, actually, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I took with me uh, my early copy of Monster Hunter Generations, which we still oh, can't how- talk about, right? Um. I cannot talk about how I feel about the game, <laughs> but okay. I can talk about the game. Oh, good. So you can give a stale uh, representation of, like, you're like the back of the box description. Pretty much. So, so okay. Th- it, go ahead. I was going to say, if, if I ask a question, hopefully it'll be answered without giving any kind of score <laughs> or opinion. Um, as somebody who really, really struggles to get into Monster Hunter... Am I going to want to play Monster Hunter Generations? This is the question well, that happens every time one of these. Yes. Every every Monster Hunter comes out, we get this question. Um, yeah. Did you Did you play the last one, Monster Hunter Four Ultimate? I played the demo of the last one. Okay, that was actually a really good introduction to Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, they they simplified the the tutorials. Uh, they made it to where progression was kind of eased. To where you would actually, you know, you start off kind of easy. You know, you you hunt your big, your first big monster, and it's not that difficult to do. Um, and in this one, they do the same thing. 
Um, that, that's kind of like their new template. Like, okay, we're not just going to throw you in there and say, just go and, and read a bunch of text to learn how to use your weapons. This one actually, it, it shows you how to do a lot of the stuff. And it, and it kind of like, you know, I remember like playing Freedom Unite and I was trying to learn how to play a long sword and it was like eight pages of just text of like how to play. I'm like, Oh my God, this is a nightmare. Mm. Um, but in this one, it's like four pages and it's real simple. Hit this button, do this, this and this. And then the thing that they like to do, especially in, in this game and in Monster Hunter four was that they say, just experiment, try stuff out. You know, if you don't like it, switch to a different weapon. Um, and they do it the same in this game as well. Um, the big thing that they have done, uh, in this, in generations, um, is, um, they didn't add any new weapons. So usually in a Monster Hunter game, they add new weapons each time. Um, this time around, instead of adding new weapons, they added these things called arts. So, um, what you can do is you can choose through different styles. There's like a guild style, which is kind of like your traditional monster hunter kind of game. There's aerial style, there's striker style, stuff like that. There's different styles that you can take. And when you choose a style and you can switch on the fly whenever you want to, uh, not during a hunt, but like in the town, when you choose a style, it can actually change up how your weapons perform, uh, what your different things do. So there's an aerial style. Which is really cool because they added in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, you could actually jump off of a platform and land on a monster and mount him and bring him down to the ground. And it stuns him for a lot, long time. Uh, and everybody it still has that sense of uh, verticality that uh, 4 It does. Added. Good. It, it most certainly does. And they, and the thing was, was it was really hard to mount a monster if you weren't using the insect glaive, because the insect glaive, you could use it as a pole vault. You could kind of like vault over stuff or you can vault on top of a monster. In this one, they have an aerial style, which you can choose, which if you, instead of doing a dodge roll, you kind of do like a jump roll. And you can actually, if you're playing with other people, you can have a guy in front of you. You can do a dodge roll onto them and it actually lifts you up into the air, kind of like a boost. Uh, you can also jump off of other monsters. So say you're fighting a big monster and there's other little monsters running around. You can actually kind of like vault off of a small monster onto a bigger monster using the aerial style. Uh, how, do, um, how do you trigger the arts? Anyway? What like Does it take a lot of stamina? Do you have like a limited amount of times you can do it or how does that work? Uh, the arts are basically charged. Every time you attack a monster or get hit by a monster, it fills up a bar. Oh, it's so like it's a like super a, meter. Super meter. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like a super meter. Certain arts doesn't take that much energy to use. Some of them take a long time, depending on how you which which art you have, uh, and depending on the the style that you choose, you can have multiple arts equipped. So the guild style allows for three arts to be equipped. Uh, the aerial style only allows for one, and so it, it's depend. It's like a give and take kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and then the arts are really cool because a lot of them are kind of just specific stuff so there's one that's just all about evasion you can do the total evasion which allows you to kind of like you jettison through the air and you are invulnerable the the entire time uh so you can kind of get out of the way of stuff um but then there's some that are specific to the weapon that you're using so there's one for like the insect glaive so i used the insect glaive for a while at the beginning of the game there's one where you you can hit the it's, it's all on the touch pad so um, the insect glaive, when you can hit the button on the touchpad, you automatically send out your your kinsect 
that that steals juices from the monster and powers you up. It automatically goes to a monster, steals all the juices, and automatically boosts you. Yeah, that's really good because that ultimate, yeah. yeah, the maximum boost is really powerful. Oh yeah, and I switched to the long sword, which is what I'm using now. And um, with the long sword, there's actually a uh, a weapon specific art where if you connect with this special blade, it automatically levels your long sword up one. So there's so you got to know how the, the weapons work. But in the long sword, you have three levels depending on how many hits you get in. And in this one, there's it's called the Sakura Slash, I think. Um, you if you connect with that slash, that art, you automatically go up a level. So it's kind of like a faster way to boost yourself up. Um, so do they and, do they have levels? Because I with no. Monster Hunter, no. Isn't it armor? Up, it's all about armor, isn't it's, it? It's all about armor. So it's basically you go on a hunt, you collect hides and scales and stuff like that, and you create your armor out of that. Um, so it's all about gathering materials. And uh, also and for Monster Hunter, what it's always been is about learning the monsters. Uh, kind of patterns with their attacks. So let's say you fight a monster um, the, for the first time. You're most likely going to get wrecked. If it's at a, like a decent difficulty, you don't know its patterns, you don't know how it attacks, you don't know what kind of range it has. So when you're attacking, you always have to think, can I get away from its counterattack after I attack? And if you don't know the answer to that question, you're likely going to get killed. So once you fight a monster multiple times, then you kind of understand when you're able to attack, when it's safe to kind of draw back, try to sharpen your weapons, try to reload your gun and stuff like that. So Monster Hunter is a series that focuses and emphasizes your skill level more than you just becoming overpowered and killing things. Even though you can do that by crafting incredibly powerful um, weapons and armor. But mm. even even at that level, e- even if you have like the most powerful weapon and an armor, you can still get killed by like a lower rank monster if you're being reckless. The game never becomes like a cakewalk, really. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very old school in the sense that it's pattern memorization. Yes. and you have to watch for tells. Mm-hmm. So like just about all of the uh, the monsters have a tell before they launch each attack. That you got to kind of like you know when they lift their front foot a certain way, it means they're going to do this specific attack, and you got to know how to get it get out of the way of it. Yeah. If you okay. just rush in and try to mash buttons and kill stuff, it you'll never win. Yeah, knowing yeah. when to heal, especially like because healing takes a long time, probably like a couple of seconds. So if you try to heal while the enemy is still on you or trying to attack, uh, do like a chain attack, then you'll just get stunned and then you'll die. That's just how the game goes. Uh, probably not for me then. <laughs> I mean, it's not for everybody, but it's no, it's no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's it's still like if you enjoy those kind of games, then you're you're gonna probably like those. So is this um, like a, a sequel? Because it's got it hasn't got a number next, which was his generation thing. Or was... um, what's it wasn't that long since the last one. Oh yeah, they'd have them every year. Oh, oh um, okay, okay. Yeah, um, this one is interesting because you actually travel to other villages that you've been to in previous games. So you're you're actually doing quests for um, all the other villages that you've seen. So you go to the village that was in Monster Hunter Four Ultimate, um, but you you have kind of like a main hub where you travel from from one place to the other. Um, I haven't tried out the online yet, um, mainly because nobody's playing it. Uh, <laughs> 
which means that I, I, I my review will be slightly late because I do want to try out the online before I write my review of it. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, like, I, like I said, I don't want to give my opinion on it because well, I can't. But um, it's you know, it's a Monster Hunter game that I think a lot of people will enjoy. Um, it's. Uh oh, that sounds like an opinion, Drew. Uh oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Cutting it close. I mean, this game is out in Japan. You can see yeah, tons of footage know. of it. I mean, it's <laughs> we, we all feel a certain way about embargoes of this type. So that is really yeah. Cool. So but, uh, I, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a Monster Hunter game. If you like Monster Hunter games, this is a Monster Hunter game. There you go. I I would highly suggest if you have a 3DS um, and not a new 3DS. Use the Circle Pad Pro, because um, I've I, once again I wanted to try it without the Circle Pad Pro, and I can't control that at all. Um, I have to have the camera on the, uh, the I, right I, stick. I've done I've done both ways actually. I've used the new 3DS to control the camera, and I've done it without it. But what they introduced in Four Ultimate is um, a sort of lock-on system. Yeah, and you, if you're quick with the, the shoulder buttons, where you're able to kind of home in and lock onto an enemy and just kind of sh- keep shifting your your view towards the enemy over and over again that actually works well enough to play it but if you're talking about ideal situations yeah either have the circle a circle pad pro or the new 3ds but don't think to yourself like oh i don't have either of those so i can't play this game that's not true they added a lot yeah. of things to make it uh, completely playable um there is one other thing that they did add um that wasn't in any of the other monster hunters was um so everybody knows uh, the Palicos that you can have to, to accompany you on your quest. It's little yes. cat creature guys that are really annoying. Um, you can actually now hire what they call Prowler Palicos. And Prowler Palicos are actually you control them and go uh-huh. out on hunts as them. So there's certain quests that require you to play as a Prowler rather than your hunter. Um, and one of the cool things about the prowlers are is that you, they they have infinite gathering things, so no no need to worry about. Oh wait, uh, they have no inventory space. No, they have inventory space. Oh, okay, but they they don't have to worry about um, pickaxes breaking or bug nets breaking. Uh, they okay. kind of like have infinite like that. Okay. Um. So it's um. But yeah, they they tried to mix it up a little bit there. Um. Because I usually found the palicos really useless. Um, in the last game, um, but you know, whenever you're playing online, you don't even care about them because you know you got other people helping you out. Um, the I will say this: the game's difficult. Um, I think I have ran into a um, a hunt probably about I'm about eleven hours in right now. Um, I've ran into a hunt that I can't complete, and it's a story mode one, and oh, I'm just like, man. Uh, I was like, because you know, we, not only do you have to worry about killing the monster, if you bring its health down so far, it'll start running away from you. Yep. And you and need then you to gotta try and use, use the ink, the paint shot, man. Let's do that. I got the paint balls. I'm hitting uh-huh. it with the paint balls. It still runs away. I mean, this this like I've done this hunt twice and failed twice. This hunt easily lasted me thirty minutes each, and I was did like, you, oh my did you god. Try, did you try trapping it when it's weak and then just capturing it? Or do you have to kill it? I, it, it, I don't think it requires. Well, it may it may sl- say slay it instead of capturing it. Yeah, I, I they, don't know. They, they're very specific. Sometimes capturing it is quicker because that means you don't have to do the last like twenty percent of its health. 
Yep. You know what I mean? So it's, it's sometimes quicker. And also, you should be using traps anyway when you're solo hunting. Because when you trap something and then you start doing damage to it, you actually do a ton of damage. And you can carry uh, multiple traps with you. You can carry the, the net trap. You can carry the electric trap. You can even craft one on the on the go while you're actually in the mission yourself. So you can have, like, multiple traps. Bring, like, bombs, like, sleep. Like, that's the thing. Like, Monster Hunter games are about preparation and knowing your enemy. So once you've lost, like, two times, that's, like, losing two times is, like, is, is nothing, really, like... You you get you understand like how to better fight the monster, like I don't I don't know I don't I don't seem like if you lost maybe ten times I say like yeah you hit a wall but twice no no way man you just well, my thing is it, it's thirty minutes a piece where I've almost had it killed mm-hmm. and I'm just like come on you know and I, like the thing is I got its patterns down I know where it goes whenever it, its health goes low you know I, I have everything memorized it's just killing the friggin' thing is. Is is getting to me, but um, but no, it's it, it's you know, it's it's the new Monster Hunter. Um, I think uh, the fans of Monster Hunter are gonna enjoy it. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Do you play anything else? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of uh, Trails of Cold Steel this morning. Getting ready to uh, finish that up on the podcast. What, uh, what chapter are you on now? Chapter five. Mm. Nice. Had, had six two is new the last people. one or seven. Seven's the last one. I had two new people join my party uh, just uh, today, so that's exciting. Party. I like uh, I like one of the characters that that, that joined. The other one's an, an annoying anime girl, like like all yeah, the other I, ones. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I like Crow. Yeah, Crow's, Crow's awesome. Cool guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, played that. Uh, other than that, I haven't played much. I do want to jump into the division since that new DLC. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to check that out. I'm really excited for that. And I'm gonna jump back into Street Fighter. To, <laughs> you might not. To, might not want to. Yeah, no, no. Well, there's <laughs> two, there's there's two new characters out right now, right? There is, and, and yeah. they're, they're all right. But uh, don't 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 play that story mode. I have yet to I have yet to try Alex. I mean I've tried Alex, but I have yet to try Guile and then Nabuki and Balrog are out, so I want to They changed Nabuki a, a lot. I don't like the changes they made to her. I didn't like uh, Nabuki to be I uh, I played that as well. I'll talk about it for like a second since I don't want to go into it. I played I bought Ibuki and I played her. Um she's very different. Like her V trigger is this bomb thing that she throws out. Yeah. Which is very new. I don't. I don't like the the fucking. You gotta. You gotta restock your shurikens. Um. Yeah. That's that's pretty obnoxious to do. But the good thing is, uh, she's able to just throw them out yes. in neutral instead of having to jump in the air for them. But it does limit her options a lot. But she can still restock them after you know um, she uses them. But uh, it takes a bit of time to do so. Um, and um, Barog's damage is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He can he can basically kill a 900 health character like like Karen or something like that with like one starter punch and just end her life. You know this game is not a is not a Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear game. You know there's no burst to break someone's combo. So if you get hit by something like that, then you just die. Um, I he's didn't still a charge character, right? Uh, yeah, Barlog, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's always okay. been a charge character. He's a charge character. He's always, he's always been a charge character, but Street Fighter Five has two charge yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You um, so, I mean, I, well, I didn't Guile, know if they changed it. Guile's got a charge, his charge character, too. So, you okay. also have, was it, Bison has some charge stuff, too, doesn't he? Bison, Bison has, like, one charge. Yeah, he doesn't it. have the Psycho Crusher proper That's anymore, true. so... 
His crusher is now his super. Yeah. But you just uh, can't didn't... do it during a regular fight. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't try any of the story mode. Why don't you tell me about it real quick, Kenny, since you Ooh, tried it? Oh, I played through the first two acts. Uh-huh. Um, that story mode doesn't know what the hell it's doing. It It is dumb. It, well, it's, 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 it's a fighting game story mode. It's supposed okay, to be Okay, okay. You know, Mortal Kombat and Injustice, those are good story modes. This yeah, thing, it's like a it's like a movie. Yeah, this is this is just dumb, and not even dumb in like a oh look neat it's dumb. N- no, it's it's just it's, it's dumb. awful. Is it what dumb? Is it boring dumb? Yes. Oh, that's the it worst. It bounces around between characters, and oh my god, if you didn't like Fang before, you're really gonna hate him after this story. He is annoying. He is idiotic. It, it, oh, it's bad. The only reason to play through the story is that you get to play as Jury and Urien for a brief bit. Mm. And that's the only plus side to playing through that story. Even the, the fight money they give you, if you beat it on normal, it's worth 30k. My fight money! Which So, um, is the story mode not like per character? It's just... Ace, like Mortal Kombat X, where you've got yeah, several it's switching you play. between characters. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, so you don't get to pick who you're playing as. It's just one second you're fighting is Ryu, the next second you're fighting is Dalzim. You know, it just it's all okay. over the place. Yeah. it's not good. Well, yeah. I thought Mortal Kombat X's story was dumb, but dumb fun kind of thing. I just it's wish. I think the biggest thing, and it's not that I'm complaining because it's more single player content, which is fine. But it takes a while to get through that story mode, and it gives you 30k on normal, 50k on hard. With the stuff they added to the store, the stages, one stage, 70k fight money. Mm-hmm. And there are five of them. And one of them is completely broken, and you can't see your feet or anything low. And one of them is a dark version of another stage. Yeah. <laughs> well so, done, Capcom. Have they, have they brought back... My favorite Street Fighter stage of all time, which is Fun. the grassy field. No, no. Ugh. The only, the that's, only a, that's a good stage. By the, the only way. two that's stages, the yeah. Stage. The only two stages they added that were classics were Guile stage and Balrog's uh, like Vegas mm-hmm. stage. That they, I don't know why they haven't gone back to the well <laughs> on that. Because Sagat's not in the game. Stage. Yeah, maybe yeah. when they bring back Sagat, they'll bring back the that's class, that's like an iconic board. stage. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, it's and then of course you can buy premium costumes for four dollars a piece, which is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they they sold this game for sixty dollars, and it's just we always knew that it was going to be a platform for you to buy new stuff, but we didn't think it'd be this bad as far as price gouging. Goes. Yeah, it's it's really bad, and the fight money stuff is even worse because you realize how long you'd have to grind for one stage. Too much, man. That's like, I mean, that's 70% of a new character. Yeah. It's, it's not, the valley is not even close. It should be a fraction yeah. of that. Yeah. Who gives a shit about a stage? I want a fucking new character. Exactly. Well, for the people who have the season pass, we don't have to buy characters. Well, that's true. So I'm buying stages and costumes, but I can't afford any of them. Because they, they, they just give you, like, no fight money. Yeah, they don't give you much. You have to do all those challenge things Ugh. for the... And they're really obnoxious and yeah. boring. That game is... Whew, this did not help that game. The new characters are alright. I, I 
I agree Balrog is broken. Um, Ibuki's cool, but, yeah, they definitely changed her. Yeah, she's very different. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're decent characters, but, god damn, it took two months to get this out. That's well, Street Fighter. It's the continuing story of the biggest disappointment of the year. It, 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 it just plays, think it's getting better. Yeah, It plays good, at least. It does, know. but... It just, that's all it that really matters, right? I want, but I want to have fun with the game, and I don't play competitive, so this game is not for me. Still not for me. Play Guilty Gear, folks. Better. I, I am. XR yep. Revelator, great game. Awesome game. I'm looking forward to King of Fighters, because that'll have some single-player stuff. But When's right, that coming out, Ken? August. Nice. So, and then of course, I'll pick that up. And then, of course, Injustice in, in April, because that's, yeah. <laughs> That's still pretty far away, but I know I know you got your calendar. Oh, right? I've already got the I'm already I got a countdown. What are you talking about? It's on my desktop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh so that's it, Drew? Uh yeah, that's it for me. All right. So let's uh, let's welcome the Wombat cuz he joined in. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm alright. See, so you're playing oh, Elite good. Dangerous. So I know you I am. Game. I am. I am playing Elite <laughs> Dangerous. Uh so do you want to go ahead and talk about what you're playing? Sure, why not? Um, Elite Dangerous. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I'm, uh, uh, I, I bought, I mentioned before that I picked up the, uh, Horizons expansion, um, which includes planetary landings. Oh, snap. Uh, uh wow. which is cool. Um, it's, now, it's different than, so, anybody who's played Elite knows that it's very, um, for a, for a space game, it tries to be as realistic as it can be. Mm-hmm. So, the planetary landings in this are substantially different than the planetary landings in uh, uh, No Man's Sky. The um, you it it's it's um, it takes some skill to land on the planets. Um, each pla- you have to find a flat spot that you can land on. Each planet has a different uh, gravity. So if you try to land on a planet with a really high gravity. Um, it's tough, and there's a good chance you're going to crash your ship because um, you gotta you gotta thrust upwards to try and counteract the gravity while you're trying to land. Um, once you land, you have this little SRV, which, by the way, you have to track down and purchase before you can use it um, using in-game currency. Um, but uh, once you land, it's pretty. It's, it reminds me a lot of the first Mass Effect, where you drive around on the planets and. You can. There are some like settlements and stuff like that on the planets, but mostly it's what you would expect from landing on a planet: big open expanses, um, and you can mine for minerals, and you'll find like pirates or scavengers or stuff like that to shoot and kill. Um, so it's it's pretty neat so far. They've got some more content that they're uh, that they've talked about that they're going to be releasing soon, um, including a sort of customizable uh, avatar. And then the big one, which I think sounds really cool, is um, soon you'll be able to launch smaller ships from the bigger ships. Um, so if you have one of the bigger sort of, um, just because I can't think of a better comparison, Star Destroyer style ships, um, like one of the big freighter class ships, um, you'll be able to launch smaller fighters off of yourself to defend yourself in the event you get attacked, uh, which is pretty neat. So, um, I love this game. Unfortunately, it takes a long time to do anything. Um, 
which is kind of neat and kind of not so neat depending on how much time you have to play. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's basically exactly kind of what I wanted it to be. So that's, uh, that's a, that's a positive. Um, I've played some sleeping dogs since I bought dogs in the last sale. Um, man, I'm having trouble. This is the same problem I had with it last time. Um, I always feel like there's something else I'd rather play instead. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I start to play it, and I play it for, like, a half hour, and I'm like, eh, I'd rather play something else instead. Uh, what what comes to mind when you think something else? Uh, elite or anything else. Right? <laughs> so you just uh, don't like the game, basically, is what No, uh, I like it. That's the thing, is I like the game. you got uh, a weird way of showing it. Yeah, I just um, it, it doesn't it doesn't pull me in uh, and make me want to continue playing it over and over and over again. That's sad because one of the things about Sleeping Dogs is it's one of the few big open world games that the story was just so good. Mm. Yeah, really enjoyed the way that story played out. So I'm uh, I'm not done with it, right? I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep playing it. Um, and you know, hopefully, it'll grab me more soon. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm just struggling a little bit. Uh, and then I, uh, I got Just Cause Three from GameFly. For what system? PlayStation. Is it? Mm. I, I haven't even been able to play it yet. Okay. Uh, because every time I boot it up, it says it's installing, uh, <laughs> even though I already installed it. When, oh. I, when I had rented it before. So I think I'm going to have to delete my install yeah. and start over again. Which I've, I've, had to, I've had to do that before. Like with Arkham Knight, it said it yeah. installed, and then I tried to play it again. It's like, you haven't installed this part of the game. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. The uh, that's That happened to me with Arkham Knight, too. And with NBA 2K16 last year, so that's one of the uh, things I don't like about the PS4 is like when it when when you're installing something and it says it's ready to start, it never tells you how much is left. Right. <laughs> you have to go and I think if you go into options <clears throat> and info, it'll show it, but that's like about five clicks to get to it. Well, and also when I go in options, it says it's installed already. Yeah. Uh, but the game won't start. I think it will always say install, but if you go down to information, you'll what it does is you can see the gigabytes of the install size yep. go up, but it doesn't tell you how far it's got to go. Yeah. So you can you could potentially, if you knew what the install size was off the internet, find out how far you got. But it should be if it's ready to play, play. If it isn't, then don't. Or just put yeah. a goddamn Simple. progress bar on the on the icon. Yeah. Like seriously, like Xbox does that and that's great. You know, Steam does that. That's great. Just do that, man. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> the um but yeah, so I haven't even had a chance to play that yet. Hopefully I'll get a chance to play it before too long. Um and then I played a lot of Minecraft, a lot of Lego Dimensions. Uh which is still fun. Um I've had a chance to play uh Lord of the Lord of the Rings world. In addition to the story mode stuff, I've had a chance to play the Lord of the Rings world, the Ninjago world, the Doctor Who world, Ghostbusters. I can't remember what else. <laughs> everything. Um, everything. Um, and it's I mean it's fun. It's a Lego game. 
The uh, Lego ass Lego game. Yep. Um. But yeah, that's it, pretty much. All right. So, John, you wanna you wanna talk about some games? Yeah. Um. So I played some more uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which apparently I got called out on this. You did get called out hardcore. No, I I didn't get called out because I've never played a Fire Emblem. He, told, so he called you out. He called you out and told you maybe you should play a game. I play plenty of games, just not Fire Emblem games, or Mega Man games, or Monster Hunter games. God damn it. (laughs) So, apparently, yes, the uh, Mirages that you're allies in the game are apparently characters from various Final uh, Final, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Fire Emblem games. Um, So, uh, there's that. But, again, it's irrelevant to me because I've never played any Fire Emblem games. So, still cool, still really good. Kind of on the um, I think I'm on the third dungeon at the moment, which is a little bit more of a maze that I'm, I'm sort of struggling with, but still plodding on. It's all good. Um, I'm also having issues with my Wii gamepad, Wii U gamepad, in the fact that I can be five foot away, uh, nothing obstructing it, and it still is having issues uh, connecting or saying you know, you connections play, poor. You can't play that game without it. No, you can't. Um, so I'm having to basically use a pro I... controller um, and putting my Wii pad sort of propped up on its stand a little bit closer to it where I can reach it to see all the stuff I need to see, but use a controller to actually control. Because you can still control fine. It's just the um, in-game messages and the maps and stuff that you, you kind of need the pad for. But it's it's frustrating because it's clearly the issue of that there's a Wi-Fi chip in the, the pad that apparently plays up. And it's going to cost me like 85 quid if I want it fixed. Yep, I have my Wii U pad has the exact same problem. It's not good, is it? Nope, it's frustrating. Jacob has to sit right next to the TV in order to get it to work. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be the case. And I know it's out of a two-year warranty, but you, uh, when, when you're talking about not just a controller, but you're talking about something like that, they should. You know, it should be better than that. It shouldn't be lasting two years. And seeing as you cannot buy them on their own, right. and even if you could, they'd be incredibly expensive. It's uh, that's a real pitfall, uh, real short-sightedness, I think. But what can you do? Maybe it wasn't short-sightedness. Maybe they didn't expect the system to last this long. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they knew all along. <laughs> they knew when they put it out. Like, yeah, this ain't gonna last. We're good. <laughs> So, uh, I played some more of that, and I played um, a game called Monochroma. I played a little bit of that. So, imagine a world. (laughs) In a world. In a world. In a world. (laughs) Just like Limbo. No, 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 do not do disservice to Limbo with this game, please. No, okay, I'm just trying to paint a picture (laughs) so that people get kind of a visual idea. It's... In a world where limbo exists, in a world where um, inside the very much applauded pseudo sequel to uh, limbo exists and came out a week apart from this game, imagine somebody making a game that's not as good as either of those, and you've probably got monochroma. It's, I mean. It's a blatant ripoff, and I know you can't, you know, it's oh, it's a, you know, it's modeled after, it's inspired by, but it really does look like Limbo, 
Um, unfortunately, it doesn't really play as well. It's the the big key difference here is that you have your brother with you, or, or, or I assume he's your brother, and you have to carry him everywhere. <laughs> and I don't mean carry as in um, help him out. I mean literally carry him. So it's a run from left to right object puzzle based environment puzzle based game uh it's got it's black and white it's got a, a shimmer of red to it um because obviously that so it can stand out from limbo and it's uh you you move across the various rooms you're trying to escape well you don't know what you're doing it's it's again very vague like um uh, very vague like limbo i am very much expecting there to be no brother. That's what I'm thinking this twist at the end is going to be. Actually, it was all in his mind. He hasn't got his brother with him. His brother died ages ago. I don't know. It seems like one of those games uh, that's going to pull one of those stupid twists. Um, so, so for example, you are trying to solve a puzzle. You're trying to get through maybe a, another level, and you've got to pull some stuff about. You have to pick your brother up, drop him down to move the stuff, to pick him up. To It's crazy. Uh, it's just... It, play Limbo. Play Inside. You know, I, I haven't played that yet and I, I kind of need to because apparently it's very good and if I get it spoiled, it ruins some of it for you. So I, and uh, I, I, need to kind of I finished Inside. I don't know if I told you what happened that it would spoil. Because I don't think you, I don't know that I can explain it. Okay. I know I, I watched the Giant Bomb Quick Look and they kind of stopped at a point where things got slightly strange. And he and and Brad was very adamant. This is kind of where we need to stop it because things just go bananas. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued. I, I to, think to that, that I game. think that's what people are trying to use to sell that game. It's so is it is it intriguing? Is it bananas? It's definitely bananas. I don't I don't know if that constitutes as good. I, I like the game. The mm. game itself is it is limbo. It's physics based puzzles. But what happens yep. in that last act? Man, fuck, I don't know. Okay, fair is, it, is it like poorly explained or? It's not explained. You did you ever play Limbo? Like it's all interpretation. Yeah, I played Limbo. It's all interpretation. Like they don't ever point it out. Like here's what happened. One thing I didn't like about Limbo is that a lot of the physics puzzles and stuff like that was very timing based, and they made it very specific and kind of obnoxious actually there was only literally one puzzle in in inside that took me more than two minutes to figure out okay that's kind of good i guess yeah it's fine it's 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 a fun it's easy to see what you need to do but Mm -hmm. it's not always easy to you know execute it because you gotta you know the timing is there but yeah Mm -hmm. the last act the last act there's not a whole lot of puzzles it's just like literally what the fuck? Is it is it as hmm. good as The Witcher Three? Because that's about the meta score it's been getting lately. No. Okay. It's a different hmm. game though. But well, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm talking in terms of like your enjoyment. There's level. nothing wrong with that game. I just don't think it deserves tens games of the year conversation. Okay. I'll check it out well, when it comes out on PC. Yeah. I can absolutely guarantee you, Monochroma does not. Also. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I've I've got a plot on with it because it I've got it for review, so I'm going to carry on. It's certainly not the game that's kind of calling me out to carry. I'm not. It's not intriguing. It's not. It's not. It's none of those things. It's not yet anyway. I'll, I'll give it another shot. You never know. Things may turn around, but it is very. It, it wears its influences on its sleeve, um, for, for better or for worse. 
So we'll, we'll, we'll see how we get on once I've given it some more hours. Um, and that's all I played. Another thing about Monochroma real quick. How does that game run like shit? It doesn't look that good. Yeah, it, it, it's got this, I don't know if it's intentional. It's got kind of this blurriness to it. Well, not only kind that, of, but the frame rate stutters constantly. I did, I, th- I noticed a little bit of that when, after you get through the tutorial, you have to run across this field. And, that I noticed was chugging a little bit. Yeah, there's nothing. It's, I mean, it's not as if it's running at 16 million colours. Um, there's only 50 shades of gray, gray apparently. Um, Gross. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not. It, yeah, I, I'm, my first impressions with this, it's not great. But I'm, you know, I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean, you never know; it could turn it around. Oh. The, the limbo games, you know, the play dead games. One thing, I, I may not sit on the fence of, oh my god, I can't believe the ambiguity of what they did here. Holy shit! Oh, it's so deep. But they're solid puzzle games. Uh, yeah, and they're well made. Yeah, right exactly. Back. There's a reason why Inside took six years. Mm. Because there's a yeah. lot of attention to detail. The animations are stellar. I love the art direction. Like those things are all there. And from again, from what I can gather, it's. <laughs> Although it's very similar in running left to right, kind of uh, as Limbo was, um, it's still a massive, massive step up. Uh, oh in, yeah, in yeah. the way that's designed. It, it so. would be hard if you want to play Limbo before you play Inside. You better play it before you play Inside because it's very hard to go back. Ah, uh, fair so. enough. All right, so if that's it, then we'll move on to Jay. Okay, I've been playing some stuff. Um... Let's get the weekly Overwatch talk out of the way. <laughs> I tried um, to play that the other night, but I happened to log in at the time when consoles were having authentication issues. Yeah. Oh, oh man, you picked a bad time. Yeah, so we could not play. Me and, me and K-Dub were trying to play an online game. We decided to jump into Overwatch, and mm-hmm. we both got booted out of the Blizzard server, so we decided Ooh. not to play. Uh, that game got DDoS a couple of times over the week because the uh, competitive yes. mode was actually launched this week. And I actually took a lot of time because I was waiting for my buddy to um, so that we can have like a two man party to see how what our skill levels are. So I actually did the placement matches yesterday. I uh, got a fifty five, uh, which is a little above average, which is about what I expected. But I had to play every single of my placement matches with two hundred and fifty ping, which was rough because that's like a second of delay in everything I'm doing. So yeah, in, in that in that case, it's not bad. The competitive mode is, is, is nice. I think it encourages people to kind of, uh, team up and work as a, work as a composition more as just kind of individuals trying to get the best score or anything like that. So I think it's good. It has some flaws here and there with how the, the matchmaking works and, um, how you get like the competitive points. It's very ambiguous in a lot of ways because you could get, you could, you could have a gaudy score line, something like 60 eliminations, like 40, like objective kills and like 30,000 damage done. And you can still rank down as long as your team loses. But your individual performance was good. And it doesn't take that into consideration as much as I think it should in a lot of cases. And also if you play like a support character that's not going to be getting a lot of kills, it's going to be kind of healing and supporting your characters, then their rating is not considered as highly, which I think should be fixed. But it's their first season for competitive play. I know they're going to be fixing things up. But uh, it does need work, but I am enjoying it and um, uh, excited to play more of it. I'll probably go back and forth between quick play and competitive mode, depending on whether I want to try hard or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, Overwatch competitive mode, it's out. Give it a try. It's fun. I, I, was... I, I technically can't play it yet because you got to be level 25. 
Oh, yeah. You're not level 25 yet? I haven't played for a while. I've been busy doing stuff. I was 21, and okay. uh, so I need to level up four more times before I can jump in. Uh, people say, or rather some people say, that level 25 is too low for people to start getting started in competitive mode. Because how you need to know the characters and how you you know need to at least know like one character in each each role kind of thing to really contribute well in a team. Uh, what do you what do you think about statements like that? It, well, see, that's on the player. That's not on the game mm-hmm. because by level twenty five, you certainly could have learned one from each tier. Yeah, you could have, or you could have just been that guy that just plays Bastion every game, right? Yeah, that's the thing is it's on the player. I don't care what level cap you set that to. If somebody can't step outside their zone and try a different character then they're not going to do it (laughs) that's just the way it is like when I play you know I'll experiment for three or four matches with a character I'm not used to and then go back to the one I'm comfortable with but a lot of people won't do that they'll get one and they'll stick with it yeah that's um, that's kind of a mentality a lot of people have going into Overwatch which hinders their overall I guess efficiency and how they play. Yeah, it's but, better to play. It's just like a fighting game. It's better to play as that character to see what they do to learn how to play against it. Yes, that's that's a very, very good point. Because, you know, what better way to learn a counter to a character than to actually play them, you know, yeah. to see what they're weak against. Exactly. That's yeah. the perfect example for, like, El Fuerte. Nobody ever played as El Fuerte, so nobody knew how to fight against him. He's actually exactly. really easy to counter. If you know like his moves and what he's unsafe after and stuff like that, and you start punishing those things, then yeah, yeah the matchup changes. And it's the same way with Overwatch. You know, you have like a you have a full team of junk rats, and there's traps and fucking grenades flying around, around everywhere. And you're like, oh wait, we he, can just run four pharaohs. Yeah, and then he, he has no game. range. He has no aerial attacks, so he's easy yeah. to counter that way. It's it's not difficult science. It's just it's not. But until you see it done. Like yeah. To you or you know to the enemy, then it's kind of hard to see at the at the very beginning. As somebody who plays a lot of Junkrat, I know which characters to stay the <laughs> fuck away from. <laughs> that's that's true. But the Junkrat man, he he does a number on like Reinhardt's shield. Oh yeah, Dude, you're not that's kidding. So, oh, man. I can I can mess up a Reinhardt. I can mess up. I can mess up most ground based characters. Mm-hmm. But don't don't put me up against the Pharah. That's that's a bad <laughs> story. Yeah, you're just you're just a fish in a barrel. For or a or barrel. trying to catch a Genji or a Hanzo. It's just uh, it's, it's not happening, man. It's no, not happening. I got to get him in my trap so I can so I can whale on him. <laughs> and then at a certain level, like people really start looking on the ground for your traps. Yes, they so, do. Yes, and then they, they do. just start destroying it, you know. And then you're like, oh man, I can't can't the, get him. The only crap. nice thing about no. that is it's usually reset. Mm-hmm. My abilities usually reset by the time they destroy it, so I can throw another one out while I'm fighting them. Right. So that's always helpful. Yeah, that's you know, Overwatch still a great game. I think they're gonna keep making this game better and better as it goes. And unlike Street Fighter Five, it started out great. So haha. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. Moving on. I also played a lot more Grand Kingdom, which I'll be writing the review for probably in the next two days or so. Um, not much more to say that I haven't said already. It's it's just kind of like this blend of um, turn-based RPG with some strategy elements. I I liked it a lot more when I was first getting started. Now I'm fighting. I'm finding the combat a little too repetitive. And the problem with the combat is that each encounter takes a couple minutes sometimes. So it's not it's not like uh you know you get into like a random encounter or something like that in Braille default you can just fast forward the combat and you're done within like two three seconds. 
in this game, you go into combat, you have to like time your attacks, you have to position your guys. It's, there's a lot more strategy involved. And when you're fighting the same guy over and over again, you know exactly what steps you have to take, but they still take a set amount of time to do, which gets really repetitive. And because leveling up takes so long in that game, you can't really change your characters and rosters around a bit. So you're kind of stuck with the same characters to play the whole game. Uh, well, most of the game anyway. And then you just kind of do the same thing over and over again. And I like some of the things that it does with the online connectivity where you have to choose a faction between a said number. And the the factions basically go to war against each other. So there's like a PvP element to it to some degree that gives you awards based on your con- contribution per day. That's cool. I, I I don't see a lot of that being done in JRPG. So that's nice. But because your characters are all creative characters, they have no personality. You know, I that's the thing that always gets me with creative character. I get that people like making their own characters and kind of throwing themselves into the experience, but it hinders the narrative so badly. Whenever well, it, depends. it depends, Mass Effect did it really well. Mass Effect did it pretty well, but you also have to remember, uh, was it? Um, oh God, I I forgot. Shepard, yeah. yeah. Shepard oh, Shepherd had voice lines for everything. He yep. was still a personality. You were just choosing his personality from a list of con- conversation. In this game, you don't even have any of those at all. So there's no voice lines for your characters. And they kind of talk vicariously through this minion guy that like talks for you. It's kind of like a wise-ass, but it doesn't really do a good representation. You don't have any actual choices that you can make. Uh, during the actual conversation, so you kind of feel like you're you're just kind of stepping back and just watching things play out, even though you're supposed to be the head of this mercenary gang. So it really takes me out of the whole narrative experience. And the narrative wasn't even really that great to begin with, but because you're so distant from everything that's going on at the same time, it kind of feels mad. But the game itself is good. I'm just kind of bored of playing it at this point, after about 20 hours. I no longer wish to play any more of it. But I'll give it another hour or two to finish out the single-player campaign. I also played JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Isaac Heaven. Oh yeah, I forgot Jojo. about that game. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh did, did you get a copy of that too, Kenny? No, you no. They they just sent the one copy, and I was like, yeah. I don't have time for this. I need somebody else to do it. So. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm a huge fan of JoJo, man. I've watched, I've read every single manga arc except for the latest one that's going on right now so you know i know about the characters i know how fucking bonkers this series is and i love it uh but this is not a this is not a great game i can't i can't i can't argue or make a point that it is it tries to be like a power stone kind of game i was under the impression that it was going to be one of those naruto naruto mid hero games yeah that's what i thought it was no, uh, in this game in particular, they put out a large emphasis on tag team battles. Basically, every time you go into combat, it's generally not by yourself, it's with someone else. And there's like tag team moves, and you're in like the stage that kind of shifts around, uh, basically like a Power Stone stage, if you remember. Mm-hmm. There's items to pick up, you can like toss at people, there's like traps you can set. So it gives me a, like a Power Stone vibe for sure. Um, the animations and um, the character models look fantastic, as usual, as these JoJo games always do. But the actual gameplay is just really overly simplistic. And um, it's it feels like it's made for fans of the anime that has never played a video game before. That's how simplistic the game feels like. So, it's not a great game, 
but uh, it, it does have its own original storyline. You know, that's not a, you know that's not like following the actual arc, one of the arcs. So that's neat, even though it's not anything amazing. You know, it's one of those things like how how are you gonna fit multiple timelines of different characters into one story? And they always do like, oh, you gotta find the holy corpse pieces and there's portals everywhere and people are coming back to life for some reason and it's fucking JoJo. So it does whatever it wants, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's okay. It's not terrible. It's not it's not good. But what are you gonna do? It's an anime adaptation of a game. I'm just trying to figure out they continue to make these games. They have to sell, right? Bill well they they sell by the, the grace of the name alone, right? I'm trying to figure out who is like out there going. I need a new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game. Well, who's who's out there saying I need a new Dragon Ball game every? Well, there's every, a lot of people every... saying they want Dragon Ball games. I, yeah. I, I see that constantly. I don't see people asking for JoJo. Most of the people I know don't know what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is. Yeah, I didn't know what it was till about two years ago. Yeah, and I only knew it because I played that Dreamcast Fighter. Mm. Which that well, was that was pretty awesome game. Well, recently JoJo has started uh, airing new seasons of animes, including the one that's airing right now called uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. That's a that's a that's a very good season of anime, by the way. It's the only anime that I'm actually actively following, and uh, it's good. You should watch it. But um, because it has a new resurgence of anime, it's kind of like whenever a new movie comes out, they gotta have a new game adaptation. It's like that, you know. And the fact that they basically spend no time on localizing these games no. because they don't put English voice over on these games. You're kidding me, man? They're going to leave the Japanese dub and just translate the lines. And the lines are not even that extensive or anything. It's not an RPG game level of uh, localization. So the the money it takes to localize these games isn't much. And if they, even if they make like a small small amount of copies, like if this game sells like 50,000 copies, it'll probably make money. I'd be shocked if it sold fifty thousand copies. I could I could easily believe this game selling fifty thousand copies in the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. Hmm. Because of um, there there's kind of like a cult following for JoJo, and they buy basically everything that is JoJo related, and uh, the basis is actually growing thanks to the new anime adaptation and stuff like that. So I could see it selling fifty thousand over its lifetime, not not you know within the first week or anything like no. that. Uh, well, we'll never know because nobody ever puts those numbers out properly. And those numbers are always unreliable. Hey, they're making a Berserk Muso game, so anything's possible, right? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that Berserk Muso game. God, uh, it a, looks good. I haven't played a Berserk game since the Dreamcast. Uh, I played the PS2 one imported. That was that was fun. Kind of mindless, but it's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's it. What's well, Berserk? He has a giant sword and he fucks up people. That's there you go. That's basically that's basically what it. And Berserk actually has a new anime starting, actually last week. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's already out. Started out, out, out with the first episode. I heard it's not good. <laughs> I've heard but it's that's not just good the first too. Episode. <laughs> Maybe they won't try to co-market it with the game then. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But the problem with Berserk for me at this point is that that story is amazing, but they've already told this so many times. In anime, in movie, in video game form, so that if they're telling the same story again, I'm not interested, man. I've, you know, I've seen that interpretation of the story so many times. I don't need to see it again. So I don't, I don't know about this Musou game, but I, I'm willing to give it a try anyway. It seems like a good fit, right? 
Hey, Batman gets away. Hey, Batman gets away with it. How many times have we seen his parents murdered in an alley? It's true. Not, it's very true. Well, that's 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 the true. That's the case with Marvel and DC universes in general. They just, <laughs> they just. There's no corpses in that closet, man. They're just. Yeah. Everybody just knows keep... about them pearls. Them pearls, man. How many times has Superman died exactly and came back to life? I th- I thought it was just once. Like he truly, he didn't even really die, right? He was just in no. a coma. He went into a coma. Yeah. <clears throat> when Doomsday whooped his ass, that was, he went into a coma. Yeah, I don't think he's ever technically "quote unquote" died. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and at least multiple times he has in, in the universe, because based on all those. Because if you think about all the issues of comic books, there are about Superman. That's too many. Oh yeah, Superman is the most broken superhero ever ever made. Oh yeah, that reminds me of. Uh, did you ever watch that death match video with Superman and Goku? They tried to keep doing. Oh, yeah, I watched them. Yeah. They did two of those, uh-huh. and they keep trying to make the point that Goku can never be Superman because Superman has literally done everything, and he is a god at his most powerful point, so he just cannot be destroyed. So, like, he loses his his, uh, his weakness to Kryptonite at some point, I guess. He gets, like, the ability to stop time, I guess. Uh, I don't know. He, he absorbs all of the energy of multiple suns and multiverses, I guess. So these are things that happen to Superman. So when you factor in those things, no other character in fiction is strong enough to defeat him. No. So Superman's a dumb character. He is a dumb character. I, I have never argued that. I enjoy some of his arcs, but he is a dumb character. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, moving away from that. Moving away from Superman is a good thing. <laughs> uh, lastly, I played a little indie game called Assemblance. Anyone heard of anything about I this game? I heard about this game. I have not played it. It does not sound like something for me. It probably isn't for yeah, you. Those, I, I've never been into those kind of like, uh, what were the, the Stanley Parable, and I actually played through Gone Home, was not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those not so interactive games are not really for me. Uh, well, I, I personally adore Stanley's Parable. I think Gone Home was okay. Uh, Stanley Parable was fantastic because of the humor and how it tries to get inside of your head. Anything that you could think of to do in that game was thought of ahead of time. And they kind of push you towards like uh, doing the, doing these creative things, but they've already seen it coming. So that, that kind of stuff I really enjoy. But in the case for Assemblance, this game is all about memory. And, um, so you're, you're, you're this guy, you find yourself in front of a console and there's a, there's someone talking to you and it says, well, why don't you activate the console? And then you have a choice of a bunch of virtual reality things that you can open up and you click on one and you can kind of enter this memory, uh, some of, of a past and you go in there and try to explore and try to look at things that were important to you. And when you look closely at certain things, it opens up another memory. And you try to figure out who you are, why you're there, and um, what's really happening in that particular universe. And it has some clever moments, but I gotta say, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't feeling um, how the the narrative was pushing forward. Because it was, it's very ambiguous and cryptic, and not in the kind of way that makes me want to keep playing to find out, but more in a way like, come on, I just want to progress now, you know? Because I got stuck at one point where I was just kind of wandering aimlessly for like 20 minutes, not knowing what to do, 
And it wasn't really giving me any hints or I couldn't really be bothered to look up any kind of fact because I wasn't that interested. But, you know, people recommended the game to me saying, oh, you know, it has some really intriguing ideas and it does. But as an overall package of um, like trying to figure out what's really happening and how much I enjoy playing the game, I don't I don't I don't like it all that much. But I can see how some someone might enjoy it. But uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. All right. Well, I guess I will round this up. I played way too much, so I'm not going to talk about all of it. Um, <clears throat> the Banner Saga was free on Xbox One? The first one or the oh, second the one? The second one. Um, I downloaded that. I downloaded it and played about ten minutes and said, that's not me. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Like, I really think the artwork in that game is just gorgeous. It's a strategy game, isn't it? Yeah, it's a turn-based strategy game. It probably won't be for me either. Yeah, but uh, I can really appreciate the artwork and just the the production values of that game. And it's free. It's free, so yeah, I, I can't. Cracking. I can't complain too much. Um, Star Ocean. So I couldn't really talk about it last week, but I can talk about it now. I wrote my review this week, which hasn't been proofed or anything because everybody decided to go on vacation this week. Thanks. Sorry. But that game is not great. It's, uh, it has it has been getting some rather middling reviews for sure. They they seem like they didn't have a lot of money. Yep, that's what I've heard. I did not have an issue with the length. Um, what actually was the issue was is when you're usually when you're playing a JRPG. You start playing it, and four or five hours in, you've maybe scratched the surface of what that game is. Um, whereas with Star Ocean, four or five hours in, you've probably kind of seen most of it. Um, there's a lot of repeated environments, a lot of repeated enemies. Um, the worlds are huge, but empty. Uh, and you just literally just have to walk back and forth between them. There's not a lot to do in between cities. Uh, there's no fast travel. Um, no. The one thing that is nice about that game is the combat is fun, uh, but it can also be extremely overwhelming when you have seven people in your party. Do you control all of them? You can. Ah, okay. uh, you just tap the D-pad to switch between characters. Uh, you also have this like overdrive move that you can use, and you can switch who's using it. So you can do it independently from controlling the character. So you build up this meter by doing attacks, by doing cancels in your attacks. And as it slowly builds up, you can unleash like this super-powered attack, or you can continue to build the bar to get an XP boost. Um, if you do decide to unleash it, though, you can pick the character that does the art. And to do that, you tap the R2 button while moving the D-pad. So you can switch the art independently of the character that you are using, which is weird. Um, the combat is fun until you have to do a protect this character mission because the enemies just immediately just go straight for that character and wipe them out immediately. Uh, there's a there's an early mission uh, in that game where your healer is taken out of the equation and you have one of those fights. So you have no healer. Nice. And they're literally like one hit from the enemies that are attacking it will take its health down to like 
Uh, that was the first time I died in the game, and I died probably 15 times in that fight. Mm. So, there are a lot of really bad decisions in this game that make it not very fun. Um, the cutscenes have been removed, so I know Star Ocean fans were always big on like the big extravagant cutscenes. Um, now instead the characters just walk into a circle and start talking. Um, which can be weird because there will be large swaths of silence. And I start wondering if I should leave to like move on to the next area. And then when I try to leave, I hit the big red circle invisible wall. Cause it's not, we're not done talking, but I had no idea cause nobody had said anything for like 30, 40 seconds. <laughs> so you have to like stay at a place f- to let them talk instead of just like yep. naturally you, conversing while you're walking or something if you try to walk while that conversation is, is in place there's a big red circle that shows up that you can't walk past that's weird yeah it's a weird thing because the cutscenes have all been I mean there's a few there's a really awesome space, and I pointed this out in my review particularly, there's a really awesome space battle that happens, and there's a cutscene for it that takes place entirely from the bridge commander's seat. It never changes scenes. So, like, all this stuff is happening, and you just see him sitting in the chair going, you should load the torpedoes, put up the shields. But you never actually see any of that stuff happening. Hmm. You just see him sitting in a chair. So, yeah, it feels like like uh, Square Enix gave Tri-Ace about, I don't know, $35 <laughs> to make a game, and it's... it's At least they've made their money back. Hopefully. <laughs> I know the reviews came out before the game came out, and they, was, they were not kind. Yeah, so you think if a, they had more money? I think, they if ha- they did, I think if they had more money and maybe some more time. Mm. Um, but it seems like, and, and I'm not an aficionado of the Star Ocean franchise, but I have heard people say that it has gone down in quality since 3. Um, that's the general consensus, but I personally quite enjoyed 4 as well, so okay. I don't know. I don't know. I have not seen many people enjoying 5, and while I enjoyed it, I don't think it's a good, it's, it's not worth $60. Yeah, it, I, I plan on renting it eventually. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because you could blast through it, you know, as quick as you play through these games. It's not long, mm-hmm. um, and the side quests are not that interesting. There are these little portals that you run into every now and then in the world where you can go into them, and it's kind of like an endless horde mode. It even says when you go in, "Hey, don't come in here if you are not leveled up," because if you die, you just you lose everything. And that's really about it, unfortunately. So. Yeah, it's, it, it really makes me sad because it's been so long since the Star Ocean game. Yeah. And uh, when they announced that they were making a new one, I was really excited. But when when they were doing kind of the, the makings of and kind of like developer interviews, it did seem like they were having some issues with like the budget. And the fact that this game was being made at all was kind of... Um, an oddity in in the in the team, so they didn't have much of uh, much in terms of like money and resources to go around to make that game, which is a really dumb thing to do. Like, let's say for example, right, you're gonna give a person one last chance to prove that a series is worth making. Why would you give them 
so little resources to actually you know make a proper game and then when it fails or when it fails to deliver on its promise you know because it's, it was so shorthanded on its resources then you can say like oh the well that's why we didn't want to give you the money to make the game because we knew it would fail but then you kind of set yourself up for like a self-fulfilling prophecy to begin with anyway you don't have any faith in the project so you don't put the money in hence the project doesn't work and now you can justify saying like that's why i had no faith in the project yeah that's terrible it is. Um, it's disappointing. I was looking mm. forward to playing a good JRPG, and that's not the one to play. Uh, I played a little bit of Resident Evil Five. Is it? Is it does it look like the PC version? I guess it's pretty much the PC version. I mean, okay. I, it's Resident Evil Five. Uh, it took me a little bit to get accustomed to that game again because <laughs> it's controls. Uh, the, the tank yep. controls, baby. Mm. Whew. Yeah, that was uh and the fact that Sheva cannot switch shoulders. In the yeah. in third person games it's very hard for me to shoot from the left shoulder. I don't know why. Um but it just is. And you can't switch shoulders. Mm. So that took a little getting used to. But yeah, it's this Resident Evil five it's fine. It's twenty bucks and it's a good game. Um one of the good co op games from that generation. Uh, surprise, John didn't talk about it, but I played that Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I have yet to play it. It's good. Yeah, I played the demo. The the <laughs> ne, 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 whatever Nimel Nimel Nimel. Don't whatever. don't just stop. Just stop. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's it's I still, it's better than most Lego games. I kind of like some of the new stuff, like the uh, cover stuff whether you've got like sections where you're like doing a cover based shooter which is kind of a, a change of pace to those but i'm still finding the fact that they're pulling audio from the films jarring oh absolutely um i just wish they went down the same route as the first uh complete saga where it was like all huh huh kind of no it didn't need dialogue to tell the story because they've done such a great job with the cutscenes, and it just seems strange that they would decide to do the audio route, the, you know, the vocal route this time around. The one, the biggest thing that I enjoy about this game, and I thought uh, Lego Marvel Avengers was fucking awful. I thought that was like the low point for these games, is there? you don't have to find those goddamn spots anymore to save. It has a fucking autosave, and it just saves. That's how it should be. Exactly, and how many fucking Lego games did it take to get here? Well, the first Lego Star Wars didn't. You did it. It had autosave. Yeah, but they went back to that stupid little terminal. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's which is awful, pointless. Yeah, I'm shocked at how good this game actually is. I thought this would just be another cash in because let's let's face it, you know, it's uh, Star Wars. Well, no, it's um, <laughs> Lego Dimensions should nullify any other, you know, individual release. I'm glad it doesn't. So I thought they were just putting this out there to, hey, let's make some money off that uh, that Star Wars that's super popular right now. But uh, no, it's actually good. Yeah, I have I've picked it up cheap on PC, so I will give it a shot. Um, I'm looking forward to it after playing the demo. Uh, I played Hawken. They put that out on Xbox One on Friday. It's free to play. Is that all we need to know about that? No, it's actually not bad. Okay. I I was legitimately shocked at how good it actually is. 
It's a multiplayer it's, game, it's isn't it? It's a mech shooter multiplayer game. Reminds me a lot of Armored Core for the PlayStation 1. Really? Where there is a good boost, there's a good, like, hover. Um, you know, you've got your big weapons, you've got cooldowns you can repair, and it's fast. And I enjoyed it. I was shocked. I was expecting another free-to-play nightmare on, you know, APB levels. <laughs> but if you enjoy mech shooters, I recommend you download it. I mean, it's free. can't hurt anything. And it's out on PS4 this week, I think, if you don't have an Xbox One. So... Uh, like I said, I played a lot. I'm still trudging through Darksiders 2. I am in the final stretch of that game. Mm. Uh, I think I'm about 80% through uh, that game again. I did play a couple missions in the Division uh, DLC. That is cool. Um, there's new areas. There's new missions. Um, as I was talking to Dave the other day... Um, it's confusing that there is yet another currency and another level system. Oh, there isn't, is there? Yeah, oh, there's an underground level now. What? So, there's a level for the underground? Yep, there's a level. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's What's a new area, though, right? It's, it's an entirely new area. You have to do a mission to get to it, and then once you get to it, it's all new missions down there. And they're single player as well as co-op. Yeah. Yes, you can do single player or you can team up with people uh, to do the missions. So what's the new currency for? Uh, the new currency is for weapons that you have to level up your underground rank to buy. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. I thought they'd learned from yeah. Destiny. Wait, I, I think what the Division really needed was another sort of currency. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly this needs a couple yeah. more to really flush things out, you know. Next will be doubloons. Fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody needs some doubloons. Oh, but makes I, no sense. As just the game itself, it's really refreshing to start playing missions in areas that I have not seen a thousand times. <laughs> like that is that is super cool. Like the first mission I played was in like a dance club when I was taking out Rikers. Was yeah, you the moves? I have not seen any new types of enemies, unfortunately. But then again, the the division has always been about shooting dudes with guns. True. So I mean, what else is there going to be? There's a new strike as well, but or not strike, but uh, what do they call them? The incursion. Incursion. There's a new incursion, but I still haven't done the first two. I haven't <laughs> Me either. <laughs> we should actually try and do that one day. I you know. know, but we need to get four people. Really, we do. Um. I played a lot of Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, fuck the internet. I love that goddamn game. Uh, the, the new Bespin DLC is out. Uh, oh, is it out now? Yeah, uh, for season pass holders it is out. I just, I just, I, I really begrudge paying the amount they're charging for that season pass. Oh, the season pass it just, price. It stings. Oh, it was ridiculous. Um, but the stuff they have added, like, between the free stuff and the actual paid stuff, has been stellar. Yeah, it's just I'm not sort of denying the fact that it's because it is a well-crafted game, but it just the way that they handled that whole thing where they were putting that price up front, almost like ahead of the price of the game. It just oh, there's so much. Of that. I mean, come on, the Watch Dogs Two season pass is already on Xbox Live. You can buy it now. <laughs> That's just bonkers. It no, just it's, is. It's ridiculous. It is. Um, but God, I still go back to that game. It's been almost a year. 
and I'm still <laughs> playing that game, and I'm still having a ball. Like, um, I love the new hut contracts. It gives me something else to do. So I'll pick up two or three hut contracts, and then I'll start working on those while I'm just playing regular missions. You know, and then when I finish them, I unlock these cool new... Like, the whole dynamic of that game has changed since they added all the new weapons and cards. So now, like, there's a healing grenade. You know, there's a... Uh, what's the other... There's a scanner. So you can scan the environment to see where enemies are. Like, there's been hmm. so many subtle changes to that game that just totally change up the way I play. I might just jump back in. I ain't played that for a few months. And god damn if I don't love taking down a fucking walker. That is still the best. <laughs> I have a lot of fun with that game. Uh, the only complaint I have is that you can play as a Rodian, as a skin, on the rebel side, or yeah, on the rebel side, and Greedo is a, is a hero character on the Empire side. So half the time I don't know if I should shoot a Rodian because he might be a good guy and he might be a bad guy. So just, just shoot first, ask questions later, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. there's no friendly fire, so I guess I should just do that. Yep. Uh I played Pac Man two fifty six. That was Oh that was worth my five dollars. I mean It is, isn't it? There's not a whole lot to it and I'm getting bored of it already, but I did get a good few hours out of it for five bucks. It's definitely worth for a couple of quid. Yeah, it's it's a neat game. I like the the. I'll tell you what. Goddamn, it's a grind. Like if you wanted to unlock all that stuff. Yeah, I know. That would take a long because you got to probably eat like four hundred thousand pellets in order to unlock all the power ups. <laughs> Good lord! And I'm never gonna get the two hundred fifty six combo. It just ain't gonna happen. Oh, I've got that a couple of times now. Yeah, I can't get. I get to like one hundred fifty, and then I gotta switch. You need a good run. Uh, you, they, occasionally, you'll get a good run. Um, you know, luck, luck's just with you, and you'll hit it. And it's really cool when it does. Yeah, it's a fun game, though. It's it's definitely worth checking out. It's it's a fun game. Uh, and then the last thing I I played a little bit of, I haven't played a lot of, was the uh, the Adventures of Van Helsing Two came out on Xbox One. Just kind of mm. snuck out there. As it does. Yeah. Uh, if I had one complaint about the first game, it carries over to the second game. Why the fuck are there so many goddamn things to upgrade? Like, when you go into the skill tree, there's, like, 14 different things for him, and there's 14 different things for Katarina. It's just confusing as all hell. Otherwise, it's a fun game. I didn't get on with it, because the first one was free a little while ago on Xbox, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, Games yeah. with Gold. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get on with it as, as much as I'd hoped. Yeah, so I'll play some more of that this week. But speaking of this week, there's a few games coming out. Not much. We're going into July. July is probably going to be the slowest month that we've had in 2016. Good. <laughs> Maybe I'll open Uncharted 4. Um, out this week is Lost Sea for the PlayStation 4, which that came out on Xbox One on Friday, I think. It's not is a it, terrible game. It? Okay. It's um, But it's a roguelike, because of course... It's uh, we, okay. we know how you feel about it. Oh, yeah, nice. there's an email that says roguelike, so I'm assuming that's going to be a fun thing to answer. <laughs> uh, Zeo Drifter. Oh, by the way, you do know that Seven Days to Die is a roguelike, right? Yeah. Is it really? You, yeah, John. If you die, it's game over. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because everything's uh, a roguelike, John, because that's the best. Of course it is. Zeo <laughs> um, Drifter. Is that for the PS4 this week? Zeo Drifter. That sounds like a 
uh, racing game. No, it's been out for a while for PC, I believe. I think it's like a 2D pixel art game, because there's plenty of those, too. Yeah, that's also a buzzword. Uh, another game that's coming out this week that I've been waiting a while for, I'm super excited about, that nobody else remembers, Carmageddon. It's coming out for PS4 and Xbox One this week. It's a brand new one they made, right? Yep. Uh, it's the one that got kickstarted a year or two ago. Oh, okay. That's so, nice. But yeah, that's out this week. Uh, Rocket League Collector's Edition is out this week. That's the physical version of that game. Hmm. Uh, and everybody's favorite series is making its 13th appearance. Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13 is out this week <laughs> on PlayStation 4. Um, as is Dex, the enhanced version for Xbox One. Dex? Dex. D-E-X. Yeah, it's a side-scrolling RPG cyberpunk thing. Those are all buzzwords. Yes, they are. It's like the whole... You couldn't get any more buzzwords. It's like the bowl of buzzwords right there. Okay, Dex is an indie video game developed and published by Dreadlocks. It is an open-world, side-scrolling, action role-playing game set in the cyberpunk world. The game was released in 2015 and was funded on Kickstarter. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, also out this week is Fury. Which that is- oh, that's a free Wait, one. Is that based on the, the movie with the tanks? I hope not. No, I like that movie. It is a... It is a boss-based action game where you don't really fight enemies. You just fight boss battles over and over. Oh. Um, is that a roguelike? Uh, I have been playing it. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. It's, it's weird because it was a free game, but they still sent a code to unlock it early. Yeah, I guess in case you so, got PlayStation So it's Plus. not the game that came out originally in October 16 of 2007? No. Okay. This is like I'm trying to think it like if you haven't seen footage of it, it's got kind of like a neon look to it. Hmm. Um but it's literally just boss battles, from what I know. Okay. Um the tutorial is literally you fighting a boss battle. So I don't I don't know if that's good, bad, what. I can't talk about it yet, so there. But what we can talk about is news. Uh, free games with games with gold they were announced this week as we talked about the Banner Saga is one of them uh, the other game that's coming out is Tumblestone is, is that what it was called? I tumble for ya <laughs> it's like tumble a it's like a puzzle game for Xbox One Tumbled uh, Stone or Tumblestone tumble I, I type in Tumblestone I get nothing do I have the right name? Um, yeah, Tumblestone, July sixteenth through August fifteenth. I don't, I don't. T u m b l e s t o n e. That's how. I, uh. That's my baloney has a first name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the. Uh, I'm at their main website called TumblestoneGame.com. And this website looks like it was made in 2004. Yeah. And he's like a little baby gif and like the Jesus dancing thing to really tie it all together. There you go. Uh, your 360 games are Rainbow Six Vegas 2, which is an awesome game. Uh, and Tron Evolution. Which is alright, actually. Yeah, I remember that being okay. 
It was mm. it was fine. Like your PlayStation Plus games for July are Da 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 Fury, which we talked about. Uh Saints Row Gat Out of Hell, which that's the right price for that that game. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Call of Juarez, Bound in Blood for the PS3. That's Bound the in Blood. second one, right? Was that the really bad one that no, no, no one no, played? The third one is the really bad one. Cartel is the bad one. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Bound in Blood is okay. Uh, Fat Princess, that's a new game. Oh my god, that's a server-based game as well. Yeah, that's like online only. Yeah, that was the capture the flag kind of game. Mm. And then the Vita games are Orishika? Tainted Orishika. Blo- Tainted, Tainted Bloodlines. Blood what is that? Oh. I don't know what that is. It's uh, it's like a JRPG. Um, I think it's like a, one of the. It's a part of a series of games. I actually wanted to play this game, so that's cool. I don't okay. know that was that was. Well, uh, nice. And then Prince of Persia Revelations. Uh, which one was that? That was the one that is kind of like the 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 cel shaded one. I think that was the Vita version when that game came out. You know how uh, they always make a handheld version of the big. It game. looks like the. Two princes. Okay, so maybe it's a different one. Art. Okay, so maybe it is the two princes one. I don't. I there. I don't keep up with the the mobile or the portable games. Yeah. So okay. Um, and then it's... the extra is you get early access to Paragon's Plus Pack. So then, sure. So you can right. check out free to, Par- free to play stuff. Paragon. It's a MOBA. Yes, it is. It's a MOBA. It's it's a it's a good looking game, but that's all I know about it. I'm not sure if it's fun. Well, it's Unreal Engine, so of course it's a good looking game. Uh, I was trying to pull the quote from this, but apparently uh, Yu Suzuki gave a small update on Shinmu Three. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really see the update. I heard the oh, game oh, is here, not going to be ready for a while. Here's so here's the best quote from this interview. It makes me feel it will turn out to be a good game. Okay, okay sure. <laughs> oh, I'm What's sorry. came before that, though? Uh, no, okay, so here's the whole quote. With our key developers on board, the prototype build started in January. It has been six months since the project has really taken off. Battle and facial expressions are coming together, and cheers from the crew are growing. It makes me feel it will turn out to be a good game. Okay, sure. That's what you want to hear. That. Yeah, that's that fills me with hope about that game. What it, what what would make you feel much better? Uh, this is going to be the greatest game of all time. Maybe have Everything a little. Well, maybe have a little faith in your product that people have been all twelve of those people have been clamoring for for thirteen years. I feel like what he said is having a little faith in his product. Uh, not 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 enough for some people, but I enough. I think those games are awful. Yes, we we know how you That's feel. That's neither okay. here nor there. You want to talk about a sad thing that makes me sad? Is uh, Diablo 3's director has left Blizzard. Okay. That makes me sad, because goddamn if Diablo 3 is not still the best loot game ever made. The, the You didn't play Diablo 3 when it first came out. Uh, but I don't have to, because I play Diablo 3 now. Yes, but what I mean is that... It's, it's not a game that didn't have one of the most rocky stars that almost destroyed the reputation of Blizzard single-handedly by itself. Oh, absolutely. So, I remember that. 
Okay, so let's remember that aspect of Diablo 3. But why? Why should I have to remember that when the game doesn't suck now? Because you have to see the steps that it took to get to some place. You can't just look at a package and say, like, well, this is, this is great. Uh, but you have to think about how it was made and where it came from. We can say Street Fighter V online works well now, right? It's, it, well, I heard it's, it's still kind of bad. Uh, it's, I mean, it's playable, but if you remember the first two weeks of that game, that game was unplayable. It was basically. horrible. And a lot of games are like that. You have to remember these things so that you know what to expect the next time these kind of these guys make the kind of games that they do. They redeemed themselves with Reaper of Souls when that came out. The launch was flawless, so there was no issues getting in. But when I, I was one of the most uh, excited for like Diablo 3. I think that was the game that I was looking forward to maybe possibly the most in that year. And when I tried to log in for like the first couple of days even, it was a nightmare. And the things that that, that game did, tried to like get money from people using the uh, the real money auction house and all the negative things that they, they did with the balancing. It, it reminds me that they fucked up so hard on that game and they redeemed themselves. But you don't forget. You forgive and you accept what has come to pass. But you don't forget, because if you forget, then they'll make the same kind of mistake again, and you'll be the fool for it. See, so I, I, I guess I look same. at it in a more positive light that I can I can trust Blizzard to make their games better over time, because they always have. Yeah, That's There's, that's how we, I look at it. I don't look at it as like, oh man, they fucked up. Fuck that. Uh, you know, I I just look at it no, as like... No, I'm not, I'm not saying always hold a grudge forever, but remember that they're not some kind of guys that's always going to make the... Oh like, no, I, I never said they were guys. I said Diablo was the best loot game ever made. That's And I don't know that you can argue that because I can't think of a better one, at least right now. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a really... Inter- speaking about that director, I watched... Um, I think he was at a... GDC or something like that. He did a, uh, like an hour press conference basically talking about where we screwed up on Diablo 3. Yeah. And how we improved it. And that's a very, very interesting, um, I, I watched uh, most of that too. video. That was the one. And I liked, and, and what he said and what I, I will say, even though it sounds like blasphemy, playing with a controller is the way to play that game. Yeah, it's it, 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 it really it really is. I mean, that's like the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Diablo Three are the definitive versions of that. The only thing they don't have is the season stuff. Yeah, but I mean, well, like that's when, you also play first person shooters with a controller on PC, but yeah. that's just entirely your preference. I would you can't can't go out and say that's a definitive way to play it. That's I, I'm, that's how I'm, you prefer to play it. I don't know. That role is pretty goddamn great. Well, like he, but like like the like the director himself said that when I was playing the PC version of Diablo three, I felt like me clicking and making my character do stuff. But when I was playing with a controller on the PlayStation, I was that character doing that stuff. And it, I mean, it makes sense that way. You have a lot more control over your character. I feel with a controller on Diablo. Yeah. I you get that one for one movement as opposed to click to go here. It feels better. It just it just does, at least to me. But anyway, we could argue Diablo all day long. It's a goddamn awesome game. Yes, it is. It, it, Everybody it is out there now. should play that game. If you mm-hmm. haven't, you should, or even if you have, you should go play it again. It's yeah. good. Uh, Xbox Live Play Anywhere. Uh, we'll go live in September. The first game popping will be Recore. 
and then there are 13 currently announced titles for that service. So, cool service. Uh, the, only, the only reason I'm reading the next story is because I feel like I want to do a podcast just based on Jaden Smith quotes. Because some, okay. some of these are fantastic. So there's a Left 4 Dead 2 mod that replaces all of the graffiti in the world with Jaden Smith quotes. Because <laughs> um, okay. why not? Among these quotes are, school is the tool to brainwash the youth. And this next one might be my favorite quote ever. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? What? I know, right? Deep, huh? What? No, just bonkers. <laughs> I, this, I think Will Smith needs to cut this kid off of his fund. Yeah. Just make him get like a day job or something so he doesn't have these weird thoughts. Make yeah. Occupy himself with something. I don't know. Yeah, that kid's fucked up. Um, all right. He's a bad actor, by the way. He is a terrible actor. Yep. He almost ruined my my enjoyment of Jackie Chan in that new Karate Kid movie. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Anyway, further proof that Kojima fans are insane. There's a new story about the baby prop, and it has a name. What is it? What's prop, sorry? The baby. You know, the little baby? Okay. Um... His name is L.U. number two. Yeah. Okay. These are official tweets from Kojima. Sure. Yeah. I prefer Norman Fetus, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite funny. (laughs) Oh, that... Say what you will about Death Stranding, but that meme that came out of Norman uh, Norman Reedus hugging, like, whatever thing... It's fantastic. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Evo's coming up soon. Yep. Uh, ESPN is going to be showing the final top eight of Street Fighter V. That's going to be that's gonna be amazing, man. Yeah, it will air on ESPN. Which will, the biggest it, stage. Which will uh, ensue a bunch time. of tweets from meatheads going, What's this video game doing on my sports channel? Which I, I'm not exclusive in that. It's the same thing nerds say when people tweet about football. What are you doing with this handball in my video games? <laughs> well, You're, there are there are handball video games if they realize you are you are both sides idiotic. Just enjoy uh-huh. your shit. Uh, Capcom continues to tease that the dummy finger in Resident Evil Seven. I, I think they just do this so we'll keep talking about Resident Evil Seven. Um, but they're saying that the dummy finger has a purpose. I have I yet feel to like play that. The, what the hell is a dummy finger? It's an item in the yeah. game. Oh. You find it, and you try to find what you can do with it, but no one has found it. And you know how the internet as a collective whole basically has rubbed that item against every single pixel that has that, that it belongs in that game? Oh, of course. And if you think about how cryptic and weird PT was to finish... Like, speaking into the goddamn microphone, taking ten steps back, taking a moment to turn around, taking a few steps forward, and then whispering something into the mic to finish that puzzle, and that was done within the first day, and they haven't figured out what to do with the dummy finger within, like, what is it, two weeks now, right? Yeah. I'm calling bullshit on that, man. (laughs) I'm calling bullshit. The internet is too crazy. I'm calling who cares. Yeah, if you want to talk about cryptic, there's there's a piece of inside... 
and this is not a spoiler, I, I won't be specific, but there's a room that you can find that you have to play like a musical sequence on. Somebody figured that out 12 hours after the game came out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, there's a ton of steps that you have to go through to figure that out. And it only makes that game even weirder. So uh, if you don't feel like doing all the things you have to do, there's a YouTube video out there. You can go watch that. But uh, there is one particular case that always intrigued me. Um, kind of the exception to the rule where the internet figures everything out is the whole Batman Arkham Asylum thing. Where nobody found that a secret room that teases, um, was it Arkham City? Yeah, the the, and uh, the developers had to tweet it out. I mean, uh, kind of explore that themselves in order to show people. Which is amazing because it was so simple to find. Yeah, yeah, but it did take. A, a, you'd have to be there a while, and every, having to detonate every wall kind of probably got monotonous a bit. <laughs> uh, people have done dumber shit, John. Mm, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, people who write game facts. It blows my mind how these people do this stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, do you have on news uh, that SGDQ starting today? Today, today, yeah. I think the first game up is Super Mario Sunshine. So go watch yeah. that. Well, when we uh, finish here, I'm gonna cook up some food and start watching that. I love the uh, speedrunning communities. Yeah, I do too. That stuff's fun to watch, especially the people that that are doing these classic games and finding new ways to go through them. Yeah, the best the best one is pretty much the showcase, which is the Metroid uh, Super Metroid run, usually a yeah, race. The races and stuff like that. Yeah, it gets yeah. Very dudes very beat that shit in like an hour and a half, and it took me like months. <laughs> I, I think they have a Dark Souls run, uh, and it's slated to be something like fifty minutes. So <laughs> think about how long it took us to beat Dark Souls, and then these guys are doing it in like less than an hour. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's great. Hey, Left 4 Dead 3 has been teased again. Yeah. I don't know. The number three is, is foreign. <laughs> it's impossible. It's 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 as long as it took Capcom to count to three. You remember that joke? That was a joke when I was a kid. Can Capcom, Capcom count to three? You mean you, Street Fighter, I Street guess? Street Fighter 2 was yeah. around for years. Yeah. Resident Evil 3 came out after Resident Evil 2. In, in really soon, actually. Yeah, yeah, but that was long after Street Fighter. Street Fighter, that's yeah. true. Street Fighter, we're, we're talking old man time here, okay? You kids don't remember those times, because you weren't born. Speaking to the audience, there are so many kids out there that were not born. Fuck, that doesn't help my self-esteem. I, I am curious, and I, I feel obligated to list every version of Street Fighter 2 game out there. Is there... I don't think we have that kind of time. No. I'm pretty sure there's 12 <laughs> versions. There were a lot. If I'm not mistaken. And they, and they traded back and forth. Like to even, you want to talk about Capcom not being consumer friendly? Back mm-hmm. in the day, they were worse. Because they used to trade them back and forth between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. If you remember, like Street Fighter 2 came out for the Super Nintendo. And then Super Street Fighter 2 came out for the Genesis. And the championship edition came out for the Super... Like, neither system had the same game. So they just It had Turbo, I know. Because I, I played Turbo on SNES. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. whatever they were, the other one didn't get. Yeah. Because I remember buying a new Street Fighter 2, like, every six months. And it was just because there was a new couple characters or some stages or something added to it. And we joked about that forever, like, Capcom can't count to three. And then I remember when Street Fighter 3 came out, and I'm like, the fuck is this? 
Yeah, Street Fighter Three was weird. It was like I it, didn't like it at all. When it first launched, it didn't have like any of the characters. It didn't have Ken. It didn't have Chun Li. That was a weird game, and this uh, that was in the arcade. That was back in the day when those were relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, still a great game and all. Mechanic oh, it is. Even, it is. But, uh, it is yeah. a weird departure from Street Fighter Two. It seems like. It seems like Capcom is it has the M Night Shyamalan disease, where every other game is really stellar. Ah! <laughs> hey, Street yeah. Fighter Street Fighter is not a good game. Street Fighter Two is one of the best games ever made. Uh huh. Street Fighter Three, there's a lot of issues there. Street Fighter Four, fucking amazing. Street Fighter Five, well, we know how that's turning out. Let's just say I, Street Fighter Six is going to be awesome, okay? I, I think I think we're honestly. I mean, I'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon or anything, but I think we are giving Street Fighter Five a little bit of of discredit here. Yeah, it's 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 it has nothing for single player shit, but it's a fantastic fighting game. It's got good it, mechanics, but so does it. Play, it play, it plays great. I like yeah. watching high level play more than playing it myself personally. And the, the the crazy thing about Street Fighter Five is is that there are no more crazy combos and stuff like that. You know, most of the combos in Street Fighter Five, aside from like Karen, is like you know three or four hits. You know, and those are like your like your Drew, bread and butter combos. I I, now. I I hate to break it to you, but Street Fighter Five combos are kind of bonkers, man. There's a I lot mean, of stuff for a lot of different characters. That's not crazy. not compared to Street Fighter Four, though. Yeah, but Street Fighter Four even more so than Street Fighter Four, actually. See, just for me, uh-huh. Street Fighter Four was just fun to play. And Street Fighter Five, every time I play it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's mechanically it's good, but it's just I don't know. So is the is the the story mode DLC for Street Fighter Five? Is it free? Yes, it's free. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I could. I can buy it used through GameFly with my discount and my credit for like twelve bucks. Sure, it's worth twelve dollars. Yeah, okay. twelve bucks. Why not? Yeah, twelve <laughs> bucks is fine. It's hard for me not to own a Street Fighter game. It is. It just this game. It's Street Fighter, you know. I mean, this game, just from the beginning though, has really just rubbed me the wrong way. From being a console exclusive Street Fighter, that just bothered me. Not having an arcade mode, that really fucking bothers me. Story mode, whatever. I, you know, story mode is not a staple of, of fighting games. I get it. But I want my ten fights with some stupid ending arcade mode. You know? I mean, to me, the biggest drawback for me for Street Fighter V was they didn't really teach you how to play the game, for Christ's sakes. And they still you know, at, at the beginning. I mean, well, even now, even with that new quote unquote tutorial stuff. That you don't it, play. Yeah, I finished Rashid's, you know, who was quote unquote my main for a while there. Um, I, be, I finished his, his, you know, combo tutorial stuff within like 10 minutes. I was like, this is, and you know, and there's, there's stuff in Street Fighter 4 I still can't do, you know, with characters. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on, man. I mean, this is the, it, like, it, give us something. Teach me how to play your game for the longest time. Unless you looked at like a fact or something, you didn't even know that you could use your V V trigger to basically blow back somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, "What? Why would you not show that in your game?" Fundamental fundamentals that they put in that game are never taught. 
And it, it and maybe that's why I'm not enjoying the game as much because I don't go through all this bullshit of learning it. So I'm just like kick punch, okay. It's not that intriguing. Like you you want to see the best tutorial mode ever made? Go play fucking Guilty Gear X-Hard Revelator. Oh god. That tutorial that... mode is brilliant. It even has fucking in-game little fact bubbles that pop up just, just in case I, you have additional questions. Yeah, I loved like 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 it's showing you where the the hitbox is and like it's it's color coded. Like it's goddamn brilliant. Yeah, it goes into such detail that I've never seen its equal when it comes to teaching its mechanics. And there's a shitload of mechanics in Revelator, I'll tell you that much. There is, but, and that's its downside to me, is I think it's too complicated. But they do a hell of a job explaining how that game works. Yep. Yeah, King King of Fighters does a good job of that too. Yeah, I'm super excited for King of Fighters 14. Like, I just, I don't know. What are you picking it up on? It's only on PS4. Is it only on PS4? Yeah, it's it's a PS4 exclusive. Okay. Again, I think it's ridiculous, but whatever. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to pick that up too and give it a shot. So. Yeah. I'm, Even I'm, though I've always sucked at King of Fighters. Oh, I suck at King of Fighters. I suck at every fighting game, Drew. Even the games I play a lot of, I still suck at them. You can still <laughs> enjoy them. Yeah. Fine. That's that's the thing is like I like a fighting game that I can enjoy even when I suck at. And Street Fighter Five has not been fun for me. Yeah, we, we already own that game. It's called Killer Instinct. Oh, God, I love Killer Instinct, and I'm terrible at that game. Although, Season 3 has been kind of disappointing to me because I don't like... It's not that the characters are bad. I just don't like them. They're not for me. I have yet to play as the other two. Ram, I don't like Ram. I don't like Tusk. I don't like Mira. I, I think Rash is the only character I've really enjoyed playing. Oh, they got a new um, survey up, and Joanna Dark is on it. So I went and voted for that like 12,000 times. <laughs> Joanna Dark? I think that would be a cool character in that game. I don't know how she would play in a fighting game. Dude, General Ram is in that game. Well, that's their poor choice. Hey, hey, he's, he plays pretty good. Um, he's, also, he's also massively large, and it's hilarious. Anyway... That's all the news I think I have. I do have. All some, right. I have some emails. This first email is titled uh, "No Time for Roguelikes." <laughs> this one's for you, Ken. It, it literally is. It's addressed to me. It says, "Ken, I feel you. Full time job, double full time school, wife, three kids, adult responsibilities. There's not enough time in the day. I wanted to spend more time in Bloodborne." But I needed to have save states because I can't die after two hours and lose my progress. It pisses me off too bad. Uh, anyway, I find time to game while the family is sleeping. I learned that if you go on little sleep for long enough, your body just gets used to it. And suddenly, and suddenly six hours of sleep is enough to make you feel rested. God, maybe I should do that. How, how many hours do you usually get? I usually try to get seven to eight. Yeah. Normal. Okay. Yeah, I, I try to stay in that range because I don't want to make myself sick. But you know, maybe maybe I should cut it down to six. I don't know. I can sleep when I'm dead. Plenty of time then. Uh, with PlayStation VR, No Man's Sky, Mafia Three, Horizon, etc. coming soon, I'm gonna need some more gaming time. Any suggestions? <laughs> Fake your own death. Cut off all social contact. 
that helps. There you go. That helps. It sucks, but it helps. Uh, maybe I need an official uh, N4G slash ZTGD note for work. I don't. I don't think those work. Oh, uh, he he says right here. Maybe it's time to fake my death. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's uh, that's uh, that's the best one, honestly. And when you come back to life, you can say it was some kind of miracle, and then everyone will be happy to see you because you were dead. Yep. And so uh, his last suggestion is maybe time machine. Um, I don't know. That seems like a lot of effort. Uh, the time machine always would bother me because, like, if you continue to travel back in time and forward in time, wouldn't eventually like your body just like age ridiculously? Depends on what quantum spectrum we're talking about. I, I'm not smart enough to answer that question. Mm. Um, we have an email from Eorkara. Which, by the way, if you weren't here last week, he retired the circle of life. Oh, and he Yay. brought up the other thing that we were going for. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but he's got a rant. First, he says, before I start my rant... I want to say that sometimes Drew sounds like Matthew McConaughey. It makes my underwear moist. <laughs> Tell us about your Lincoln, Drew. Tell us about how you like driving it. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> you put him on the spot and he couldn't do it. <laughs> I was in contact, man. That's a great movie. A great movie. <laughs> Right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. These high school girls stay the same age. I just keep getting older. <laughs> okay, Ken. All right, let's. That's a that's we, a that's quote from, now. That's, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a quote. That's a yeah. quote from uh, Days Days to Confused. Yeah. Yep. That's gonna be used in out of context. And no, some please kind of do. Please make points. a please make a remix tape about me singing that. Oh, that'd be fine. Uh, you you want. You want to see a really weird Matthew McConaughey movie? Watch um, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre one that he was in. Oh, yeah. He had a robot arm. That's a weird <laughs> movie. Anyway. He was, a, he was a bad guy. He <laughs> says, I've also been thinking of this N4G radio porno. Oh, God. Oh, God. God damn it. See, <laughs> we retire Circle of Life, but now we're doing this. He says, if the fans write in and say they want it, I'll write up the script. <laughs> It will be very detailed and disturbing. I <laughs> I guarantee that it will make you drool and make your butt wet. Is wow. that a, is that a thing? Uh, that a, like, swamp, swamp butt. I mean, yeah, I know swamp butt, but I think that's a different thing that makes that happen. I don't think it's. Well, why don't you just go ahead and Google it for us real quick, Ken? I, no, not, you know what? After the conversation you had last week, which Drew missed, and I think he should go back and listen to what Jay likes to look up on the internet. Okay. I just know about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only if the fans write in and say they want it, because it will take up some of my time to put this together and put out a script I'm happy with. Just well, the good news is we don't have any fans. Email That's true. We don't have to worry about anybody sending in anything because there's nobody listening, thank God, because I don't know that I want to read that. No. I might be scarred for life. I might be scared for life. For that, too. <laughs> uh, okay, my rant, boys. I'm all for the new N4G site, but where is the podcast link? It should be right up there on the main fucking menu next to the logo. Uh-huh. 
I concur. <laughs> Every gaming site that has a podcast, they feature that out. Uh, as a podcast, are a big draw to the sites. Why am I hearing myself? I don't know. Don't know. What have you done? I haven't done anything. Somebody's headset is feedbacking. I, I blame John. Yeah, well, don't look at me. No, it's not my headset. It's probably, probably John. It's not my headset. Uh, <laughs> always John. Where is N4G showing their support? Seriously, your show is legendary. <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> never rise, roll with it. Uh, I even blogged about it on N4G. My post got all five approvals and went out on the site in the blog section. Then three days later, it was removed. Yep. Really? Why? Why was it? I, okay. I'm Thanks, gonna, Emilio. I'm going to find out who did that. I'm going to have to put a beat down. Uh, I then emailed the admin contact, no replies. We, we demand justice. It's a blog. Why would that ever be deleted? Probably because the yeah. admin was like, what's the N4G podcast? This dude's making <laughs> stuff up. <laughs> we don't have a podcast. Get that off the front page. It's because it's not on the, the header. It's, uh, I, you know what? I know the owner. I have to go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle works uh, in Nintendo. Uh, actually, I do know the owner. Suck a dick. Fuck off. I've talked to him before, too. We're very very good friends. We've been friends for like a decade. What are you talking about? Uh, In my opinion, your work needs to be showcased better on the new N4G site. Not at the bottom. Put a link at the top. A fucking button. A big red one that says motherfucking podcast. I like 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 his ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm down for that. I have to talk. I know there's a lot of things in the works on that site, and they're just trying to get it functional right now. I was about to say, they're still trying to make it, yeah. They're still trying to make that new website working. Yes. They're, uh, they've been working on that for years. Yeah. So, um, I actually have access to put ads on the site, so maybe I'll make one of them a standard podcast ad that runs on the front page. Hey guys, we have a podcast. Hi! (laughs) Hi! Uh, Just use a picture of GambusCon. That's all you need. Yeah. A little gif of him doing that old dance from the video that's on YouTube that you should yep. go Google. Do we have access to GambusCon dressed up as a chicken? You have that's access it. to GambusCon in a sport coat dancing to techno. Yeah, Which that's is really good. all you need. need. A Let's be that. real. It's that out there. It needs to be a gif. It's on he's YouTube. Wearing, he's wearing a Superman shirt under it. Yeah, he is. Oh, damn. It's uh, It's pretty fly, even for a white guy, I gotta say. Anyway, we got another email. This comes from Samuel. It's just titled N4G. Uh, maybe I'm being spoiled, but I don't think I've really enjoyed a PS Plus game this year. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Wasn't try- um, was Rocket League this year? That was last year. last year. Was it? Yeah. What was Hell Divers was this year? Was it this year or was it last year? I'm pretty sure. I thought Helldivers was this year. I may be wrong. There's got to be a wiki for this, right? There I'm has. sure there is. PlayStation Plus games list. Here we go. Uh, list of instant game collection games. Date added. Let's sort by date added. 2016. Here we go. God, I got to scroll way down. Sorry. Uh, Grid Autosport. Medal of Honor, Warfighter, Dragon Age Origins. These are PS3. Those mm-hmm. are those are the instant games, and okay, not the PS Plus stuff. Oh, is that not 
That's I thought that was yeah. the same thing. thing. That's, that's what it's called. The, the PS3, uh, what is it, uh, backwards compatible thing. No, there's no, no. These are PlayStation Plus. That's what Instant Game Collection is. Yeah. We've always no, just it, called it's, PlayStation Plus. It's, it's called, Instant, it's called Game. Instant Game Collection. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. These so are, what are the what are those backwards compatible that you play on the stream thing called? That's that's, that's PlayStation, PlayStation now. now. Okay, that was instant game. Okay, sure. Uh, now, <laughs> touch your face. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dragon Age Origins, Metal Water Warfighter, Grid Autosport, Pre- Persona Four Arena Ultimax, Helldivers. You were right, February second. That's PS3. Is PS3. No, that's also PS4. I'm I'm just looking at PS3. I'm making sure they were ah. the same time. Uh, PlayStation, that's Vita. Nobody owns a Vita. Shut up. Hey, oh, I, I still own a Vita. Vita. <laughs> See, I can get it every time. It's <laughs> fun to say. Uh, PlayStation 4 was Grim Fandango, Hardware Rivals, Nom Nom Galaxy, Helldivers, Nova 111, Broforce, Galaxy, Zombie, Dead Star, Shoot Shimmy, uh, Tropical 5, Tabletop Racing, Switch Galaxy Ultra, NBA 2K16, and Gone Tab- Home. Tabletop, tabletop racing is pretty fun. Yeah, I it's thought that right, was pretty yeah. good. You know who that's made by? The guys that made Wipeout. Is it? Yeah. yeah that's nice. nice. Um, some have been good, but nothing makes me say, oh sweet, I get that for free this month. Can't wait to play it. Uh, are the picking slim, or do you guys too, or do I need to expand my horizons a little, branch out, and try to enjoy different things for a change? My my question to him would be that did he try these PS Plus games that have like uh you know very little name recognition? Because uh, a lot of times for me is that like I try a game, let's say like Brawl Force or something like that, which I haven't played before, and I was like, ah, oh, this game is actually kind of neat. And that's kind of the experience that I generally get with PS Plus. I, I don't look at the list and say, like, oh, I got to play this immediately when it comes out. I kind of want to play that Ori Shiki game, Shika or whatever that game is for Vita, because I've, I've known that game existed. I wanted to play when it came out, but I didn't get the chance to. So that's kind of like how I experience my PS Plus games. So if you try out those games that you get for free anyway and um, you don't like them, then okay, sure. But if you just look at the names and say, I don't know what this is and just choose not to play it and then say that like none of these interest you, then I don't think you're giving them a fair shot. Yeah, you should definitely. And, and I go through this every month. I'm, I'm shocked at how many people who have PlayStation Plus just don't even bother. Yeah, that's like, weird download to me. It. Like, just download it. If it sucks, delete it. Oh, well, we're done. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, I I had always wanted to try the Banner Saga. I certainly didn't want to pay for it because it wasn't my kind of thing. I downloaded it. I played it for twenty minutes. I'm like, yep, not for me. Delete. We're done. No harm, no foul. Yep. So yeah, just expand out. Try some new stuff. Um, from the games that are on here, shit, man. Hell Divers was super. Hell Divers is fantastic. Bro Force is really fun. Bro Force is fun, even if it's only for twenty minutes. That's a fun game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Galaxy, that's a really interesting game. That's a really cool game. Uh, Zombie, that's an interesting game. That's a full-on yep. game. Yeah. Game. Uh, tabletop, as Ryan said, is is pretty fun. I had a blast with it. Yeah. And, it reminds me of the old Micro Machines games. Yeah. And then, of course, if you're, I mean, if you're even remotely interested in basketball, NBA 2K16, that's a solid ass game. Yeah. So. You know, I would have never played Gone Home if it wasn't free on the PlayStation Plus, and I beat it, and yeah, I hated it, but I still played it. 
It was. Free. I mean, it, it cost. It, it took you like what, like an hour, right? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would click on it on the website, and it would download while I'm at work, and then it was available when I got off work. So it just. It was just me having to boot it up. He also says, "P.S. Since when did this start turning into a porno podcast? Stay on track, you nasty asses." <laughs> uh, I kind of want to continue the conversation we were having last week. No. Uh. I have to listen. But Drew, to this. Drew wasn't here. Drew listened to that, and I wasn't he... here, thankfully, either. Was that at the end or at the beginning? I, I think I think we should fill in Drew and Ken about uh, what we were talking. I don't think we should Drew. be filling in anybody after that conversation. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't uh, want to use the term. Well, the fill process, in. you know, I uh, yeah, it also does delve into the whole fill in, but not yeah. in the uh, kind of hole that you're thinking of. You're, usually, yeah, you can you can kind of guess you know, where it's gonna go. You don't want to. You don't want to try that again? It's... No, no, I don't. No, I'm good. Okay. It's PSA? No, that's yeah, no? it's PDA, TMI. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have some tweets, so let's read those instead, and hopefully they're not bad. Uh, as John mentioned earlier, Creed called him out on Twitter saying the Mirage characters are the Fire Emblem characters. John, play a game. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, every week we get at least one tweet about VR because some, you know, several of us on the show do not have a strong inkling to want to play VR. But uh, HD8Bit says another cool-looking full game on PSVR is Farpoint. Uh, they showed it at E3. Look it up because it looks like an interesting one. Is that the one in space? That's like the first-person shooter, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one looked neat. It looks like you're on the surface of something like Mars or something, and then there's aliens and whatnot. Hmm. Neat. I I don't know. Like I said, I there's nothing, nothing drawing me into the VR yet. Maybe I'll complete. Maybe I'll be a complete convert when when I actually try it. But until I do, I I can't. I'm just not excited. That's my thing. I'll probably never try it. Yeah, that's the thing. I I don't know that I will because guess what? It's too goddamn expensive to test. Well, you guys yeah. actually go to your GameStop. They're eventually gonna have a kiosk. Well, that's they don't. Never... I don't know if they'll have a kiosk, but even if There's... they did, I might be hesitant because it's supposed to be at the Best Buy by us uh, on weekends. Yeah, but would you really yeah. want to put it on? Yeah, not really. I mean, I'd bring some sanitary wipes. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, pink eye, dude. <laughs> You know, somebody's been wiping their butt and touching their eyes. It, it, it probably... Is it you, Drew? Is it you? That seems very specific. I don't know. You, you, you found me out. Okay. <laughs> you Stop giving everyone pink eyes, man. Stop. Uh, Mookie says, I just realized last night that it's less than a month until the next Deus Ex comes out. Yeah, baby. I never asked for Looking this. Forward to it. I thought, is it less than a month? <laughs> I never asked for this. Well, the funny thing is, it's actually two months past when it should have been out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, just like No Man's Sky. Yeah, remember when No Man's Sky was coming out a month ago? Yeah, me neither. I still think uh, that game is a unicorn. I don't think it's real. No, it's, it's real. Same thing with Last Guardian. We're going to see both of those games this year. You know what? Uh, Last Guardian comes out October 16th. The fucks I give will run out on October 15th. That's oh, unfortunate. That's, okay, I'll, I'll review it. It's no problem. Please, please. Team Eco games are terrible. I do not like them. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that to me. Oh, I can't believe you don't like I, Shadow of the Colossus, man. I can't believe Drew reacted because I've been saying that for years, and he's heard me say it. 
I know I've heard you say it, but I didn't like Eco, but I, I did like Shadow of the Shadow Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus is a cool, interesting game, but it controls like fucking garbage. Like, no, that is the worst controlling well. game I have ever played. It's awful. What 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 do you hate about the controls that you can remember? They're unresponsive. Um, they are they are convoluted. You got to hold like four buttons to grab onto a ledge. It's it's terrible. The you hold, character you hold one button down to hold on to something at all times, and it's not. You're overcomplicating it, man. You, did you play the HD remaster one? That was the last like time I played it. I tried to play it again because hey, maybe if it looks better, it won't suck as much ass. But no, it oh, still God. did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're making me sad, Ken. You're making me sad. <laughs> what? I don't like those games. Yeah, but like I the think that you're poor... saying about it, I don't think they're true. I think like... they're poorly constructed. And Eco is the the quintessential definition of everything people say they hate. Escort missions. Anytime somebody plays a game and there's an escort mission, like, oh my god, I fucking hate this escort mission. Oh, Eco is the greatest game ever. No, it's but a five-hour escort mission. But that's a silly thing to say because a thing isn't bad just because it has one single element of it. It's how it's handled. An escort mission that is handled properly can be fine. A game that has a bunch of fucking quick time events that people hate now can be fine if it's executed well. It's the same kind of concept. You don't take a mechanic and automatically say, okay, that mechanic is bad. No, that's not true. It's how it's implemented into the game and the whole idea of Eco is that you're basically holding her hand, just kind of leading her alone. And it builds like an attachment to the character. You try to like save her and all this other stuff. There's a lot of emotional value. And also, as far as the clunkiness of the control for Shadow of the Colossus, it's not supposed to control 100% well. It's kind of like the element of Silent Hill 2, where your character isn't a really good fighter. He's just some dude with a pipe, never handled a gun in his life. So he, he doesn't control that well when it comes to combat. And you're not really supposed to be fighting anyway. So in, in the terms of Shadow of the Colossus, like, there's weight into all of his actions. Like, everything feels heavy. Uh, kind of like how they did in, like, Killzone a little bit, where the guns feel have, have some kind of weight and uh, heft to them. And saying that, like, yeah, it's not instant one-to-one controls, but it's designed that way to evoke a certain feeling and atmosphere. And if I don't know, it's you can't you can't expect every game to control in a certain way. I can There's expect, a reason and logic for it. I can expect every game to control well. And that I, game controls well once I you get used to it. I think it controls like garbage. Uh, it controls really well once you get used to it, especially on the horse and everything. Oh too. come on, the Jaguar controller was fine once you got used to it. That's the argument. Yeah. No, you get it. You get used to it pretty quickly. Nope. At least my point of view. I don't like that game. I've never that's, liked that game. Fine. I think they're terrible games. Oh, Kill me here, but okay. Moving on. <laughs> you, you, you've not been around long enough to know that I absolutely despise those games. Uh, Mookie wants to know where the heck DML Fury went. He's dead. He did die. He's allowed to go right on vacation. Here. No, he's once not. every once every five years. He drank enough beers and just walked into the ocean, never to be seen from again. Yeah, yeah that's how his story ends. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, back from the dead, bitches. I'm back, bitches. Uh, Mookie advises that uh, you should try the new Unreal Tournament, Jay. That's an interesting because I never, I don't think I ever mentioned Unreal Tournament as a thing that I like wanted to try out. So it's an interesting topic to me. I played the old one and enjoyed it, but I didn't even know there was a new one out. 
That's free That's play. interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if people say it's really good, I'll, I'm willing to give it a try at least. See how it is. I have not played the new one, but I should because I grew up on those games. I love, I fucking love UT. I used to play that mm-hmm. thing like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and finally, he says, "Dude, where's my car?" I, dude, I don't know. Uh, R.I.P. Skate Destroy says, "Hey guys, what is the worst game you ever play?" Oh, come on. <laughs> you set that up. Who set that up? Worst game you ever played? Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> oh, see, I was having fun. You are. I was having fun. No, truthfully, that's not the worst game I've ever played. Yeah. Uh, Advent worst... Rising. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> Which one was Avon Rising? Is that the one that was supposed to be a trilogy? Yeah, but never the came Orson, to pass? the the one that sucks. The Orson mm, Scott Card right. game is isn't that what's his name? The guy that wrote it, Orson Scott Card, and then uh, music by Tommy Tallarico. Tom, uh, Tommy Tallarico. Guys, I heard Avon Rising was a uh, was a better to human. Is that right? Oh snap! Uh, they, the <laughs> the guys that made that went on to make Chair, right? Chair? I, chair, don't Inter- know. chair Entertainment, the guys that made uh, Shadow, Shadow Complex? Complex. I think that's who they were. Maybe. I'm Because pre- there was an interview with the guy from Chair, and he, at least he, the main director, Donald Mustard, worked for the company that made Advent Rising. Because there was a conversation about that game in there. And I know Wombat absolutely hates Advent Rising, and he, he makes every point he can to dig at me because I like that game. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, there's worse games out there. But Are there the really? He's, he's not talking. The dark. Really? Yeah. God, fuck that game. He's talking about the new one, the 360 PS3 one. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't the know. I, the, the first playthrough was okay. It wasn't something I'd ever want to play again, but I guess your revisit was that bad, huh? That, that revisit was fucking horrible. That's why I told him not to do it. Yeah, that, that game is... Fucking garbage! I get to keep I get to keep my memories of the in, the interesting stuff that that game did, without having to play that game again. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. And the bad thing is, is like the driving that game was so terrible. Yet that's a com- that that game game company was made test drive games. Well, test drive games aren't the best driving games. Well, test drive uh, unlimited was all right. It was okay. I think uh, the game that scarred me while I was playing it for review, that uh, Arcania, the complete tale for PS3, that game made me physically ill to play because of the frame rates. Yeah, those jank, those Euro jank RPGs on the PS3 360 are bad. It's bad, bad is an understatement. They're atrocious. Yeah, those are pretty I, bad uh, games. As, as, far as, the, <laughs> as far as the quote-unquote bad uh, you know, European made uh, RPGs. I I really like the the Risen series. The pi- it's because they're pirates. Oh well, yeah, well they didn't start out as pirates. No, um, they didn't. But you know, yeah, Risen Two and Risen Three did. They went into the pirate scene, and yeah, those games are janky as fuck. But for some reason, I just like them. Dude, I can't. Far Cry. I mean, um, was it the Fallout games are janky? Fallout games so are janky good. as fuck. I, oh, I, God, yeah. They're so good. Bethesda games are janky as well. Yeah, Bethesda games are janky. As, as, uh, Bethesda Game Studios. Because, yeah. you know, they own id now, and id games are far from janky. As far as just a badass game, I, um, I, I mean, Ride to Hell. 
bad bad ass game? I mean, is well, it bad ass or bad? See, ass? like picking something like Ride to Hell is like, yeah, everybody knows it. You know what I mean? Did you ever actually play that game? I played like the first two hours of it. How? Like That's... I tried to play it and I couldn't because the fucking game is broken. <laughs> it's horrible. And then um, Infernal Hell's Vengeance. That's a pretty bad game. That's a bad game. You know, the bad thing is, is that you like they didn't tell you you didn't they didn't have autosave. So, <laughs> like, we streamed that game back whenever I used to stream games a lot, and me and my roommates were playing that. We got about halfway through that game and died in the dumbest way possible. So you could like it, it was literally like a foot drop, like you thought you could just walk over it, but he fell to his death and died. And then we started back at the beginning of the game, and we were like, "Well, I guess we're miss, done like, with this game." Every save point or something. What happened? There's no there? save points. You have to manually save. You just have to press like start and then save or something. Yeah, and they didn't tell you. You didn't explore your start menu or anything. We just played it because it was easy. It was just it was a All dumb right. shooter. All right. Where you threw fireballs? Yeah, you did throw fireballs. That was, mm. that was a little crazy. Um, just like broken games. I mean, there's plenty of broken games out there. I mean, but I don't know. And not, nowadays, games are kind of steeped in like mediocrity. Like, there's no game that comes out that's like universally terrible, mostly. Yeah, so there's not rare. a lot of really, really bad games anymore. I mean, there's still uh, bad games, but. Was it the Homefront Revolution got some that's real pretty, hate? Yeah, that's that's, that's a jank game. That's because it's broken, mostly. Yeah, I'm I'm really struggling to try to think of the like the worst game I've ever. Oh, played. fucking Umbrella Corps! Holy shit, that game is that atrocious. game's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that game's pretty bad, but it's still not the worst game I ever played. Eh. So what's the worst game you ever played? I'm trying to think. Like, well, you've obviously got something in mind that's worse than Umbrella Corps. Name something that's worse than Umbrella Corps. Shadow of the Colossus, but that's not the point. <laughs> You're just trolling, and I know you. Uh, shit. Back for this. Shinmu. And I no, think those are no. bad games. I think those are literally just boring. It's not worse than Umbrella Corps, man. I would, ra- I would rather. I look at it as what I would rather play. I would rather play Umbrella Corps than Shinmu. Not like today? Yeah, right now. Like that's time. If I had to pick between those two games of which one to play. I would play Umbrella Corps. I don't like Shinmu at all. I don't know. I feel like you're over-exaggerating again. Hater! No, I'm really not over-exaggerating. I do not like those games. I mean, I I can go as far as to say, you know, I, I really dislike The Last of Us. I but it's you. not like a, the worst game you've ever played, obviously. No, I mean, it, I mean, there's there's a lot of really re- good redeeming qualities of that game. Yeah, I, I feel uh, like at this point we're talking about games that other people like, but we don't. So it's like a different topping on itself. Well, that's true. I'm just saying, like, like the worst game, the game that I hate fucking playing would be Alone in the Dark 2007. Okay. See, and I'm, like, I'm I, legit- I, I would never, ever play that game again. Ever. I legitimately would never play Shenmue again. I just think there's nothing to do. You walk around and you do you press buttons to accomplish nothing. But we're talking about like uh, the games when they came out for its time is what I'm thinking of. Because let's say you wanna you wanna play a game 
that wasn't that bad back then. Let's say, like, for example, All in the Dark. When it first came out, when I played it, that game wasn't good. But it wasn't, like, terrible. I actually beat yeah. the game, so that speaks to its quality to some degree. But there are many games... Shit. Yeah, there are many games that I played, let's say, fucking... What is that? T- Criminal Girls that I had to play for review. And that I game was murder. Never played it. Yeah, I don't ever play it. Like the second one's coming out in the states. It's like, not. It's not on my list. I don't have any yeah, intention to play it. <laughs> but I'm sure. I'm sure someone listening maybe have c- kind of considered playing it at one point. Don't. It's it's one of the worst games I've ever played. So we're talking about games when it came out, and that's in the process. Like I'm not thinking about games that would I want to play them now. That seems like a weird barometer. No, no, I didn't. I, I. When Shinmu came out, I felt that way. I'm like, the fuck are you supposed to... Uh, something happens eventually, right? Yeah, a lot of things happen. No, not really. A lot, yes, of, lot, of, lot of pressing a button to open a fucking... Quick time events for that time no, was no, like no. revolutionary. No, 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 not quick time events. I'm talking about like press a button to open like one of those little toys. Oh, boy. But you have all these random side activities in GTA that you can do, but that are not, a op- uh, that are not uh, obligatory. No, they're so not. It was... and most of them are car- most of them are garbage. And it was it was actually one of the first games ever where the NPCs and everything had their own schedule that they're keeping. There was like a day night cycle. People were doing their own thing. It had a lot of crazy ahead of its time ideas. To that much, you can't deny because that's just fact. So when you say that all these things were executed perfectly, then yeah, of course they weren't because it was the first time they'd been done in a video game in that way. But for its time, I think it really went out of its way to introduce a lot of new ideas that we take for granted now. Like, if Shamu didn't exist, like, the gaming the gaming market and, like, the games that we enjoy today might be completely different. You don't know that. No, so it was, they might be better if it never existed. It's, it's a possibility, right? <laughs> but what I mean is that it did so many things in innovative and, like, creative ways that when you look at it about just how it plays, to me, it didn't even play that bad. But, yeah, it had a lot of, like, random monotonous things that you can do. But I think you're selling the game really short, saying how it plays, like in in regards to how, like what it is today. And like, I, it's fine that you didn't enjoy the game. But when you say that it's like the worst game ever, and discounting all the new ideas and innovations that it had introduced, I think you're uh, doing the game a disservice. Well, see, the question was, what is the worst game you've ever played? And for me, the worst game I've ever played is the one I had the least amount of fun playing. Okay, then preface uh, preface that out. I just did. That's yeah, what I said. That's what I, mean. that's what I said. Shinmu. What's what you just said from the very beginning? Then worst game ever. Followed okay. up by Shadow of the Colossus. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> your terrible, really bad, <laughs> ill-informed opinion. Yours <laughs> to have, my friend. Oh, you could argue that all day. Uh, I'm gonna sell a uh, kind of package of anthrax when we're done with this podcast. Now, see, uh, <laughs> you got a return address on it. You're in trouble. Nah, so I'll use a PO box or something. Yeah, it's fine. All right, moving on. We got a couple more tweets. Uh, Sam says, "Did I miss the cutoff? No, you didn't. Have a good fourth, you guys. Eat awesome barbecue and drink some brews for me. Nice, we'll do. Uh, any of you get fancy and drink scotch?" What's your go-to? I always love a glass of, I can't pronounce this, L-A-P-H-R-O-A-I-G. Anybody? Anybody? Nope. No, I, I drink I drink bourbon sometimes. Kentucky bourbon? 
That's, not, that's the not, only kind of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not an aficionado when it comes to alcohol. I just enjoy. Uh, what, uh, whatever gets you drunk. Yeah. No. I. It, as far as a mixed drink goes, I do enjoy White Russians. I bet you do. I do. <laughs> that is my go-to drink. I'm not a big fan of drinking and chugging a lot of beer. Though it seems kind of. No, I, I'm not a big. Beer. I get bloated. Yeah, I don't yeah. drink a lot. Of yeah. Not a big I, beer I, I get full too fast before I can even get drunk. Don't ever drink like hard root beer. You want to talk about filling you up? Oh my god! <laughs> I only got through three bottles of that stuff before I was like, I just I can't drink anymore. And I wasn't I'll even tell you, drunk. I tell you what's really good. Like I'm not that big of a beer aficionado. I do enjoy craft beers every once in a while. But while I was down in St. George Island for on vacation, they have a brewery down there called Oyster City Brewery. And their beers that they made themselves were fantastic. I actually bought a uh, a growler and brought it back home with me. Oh, the growler. Yeah, that word means something else over here. I bet it does. What does it mean, <laughs> does it mean John? I'm curious. <laughs> um, the lady, a lady's has parts. Which parts, John? Which we're we're all Dutch here. The front, uh, her part, feet. the front bottom, the front her. bottom. I don't. I don't think he would be. I don't think he would be coy if it was her feet. I don't know, man. The UK is a weird place. I don't. They're not even a part of EU anymore, so you don't. Oh, know. Here, shut up. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, last tweet comes from Sean. Says anyone else find it hard to get back into big games like The Witcher Three? I want to play those two expansions, but I can't find the time. Make time. It seems like a daunting task, right? Knowing how much time you spent originally on the main campaign. To go back in, you know how much time it's gonna take. So, yeah, I, I completely understand. Sometimes I, um, I feel the same way when I know that I'm about to invest a lot of time. That's why I actually don't play MMORPGs anymore. Like Ken, you're definitely afraid of starting to play Final Fantasy XIV again. I don't, you? I don't ever want to boot that game up again because I will never stop playing it again. Exactly. That's that's how it is. It's very, it's a very uh, simple thing that happens, but it is real. It's you're afraid. Yeah. Like, I was trying to play games this week, and then we would get into matches of Battlefront, and I would just sit there and play that thing for, like, three hours straight, and then I did not feel like playing anything else. Yeah, that's, that's what happens with Overwatch with me. I, I'm about to, oh, I gotta play a little bit more Grand Kingdom before I write the review. It's like, okay, we got to play some Overwatch and join us. I was joined for, like, a couple of matches. Okay. Yeah. Four, I... Three hours later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to carve out that afternoon to blast through inside so I could I could write a review for that but yeah I was, it was hard you get, yes, you get into playing these these games you lose the hours and you're like god damn it I put about 5 hours into that first Witcher expansion and I keep meaning to go back to it cuz I want to get to Blood and Wine I just it's daunting and that Witcher, that first Witcher experience is good. It's really good. Yeah, I was having a ball with it. And then I'm like, I should probably stop for a while. I, I stopped playing Blood and Wine at one point to, to get these review reviews out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's going to be hard to get back into it. But I will, because I love that game. Yes. I'm excited to go back to The Witcher. But that's it. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, you send them to podcasts at ztgd.com. 
if you want to shoot us tweets, it's at, at N4GE Podcast. And then if you want to follow us individually, as every week we talk about, uh, John is at John WUK, Drew is at DML Fury, Jay is at Botterside, Jay, and Ryan is at R Wombold. You can follow me and the site at ZTGD. And Drew, we made fun of your show last week because you weren't here. Yeah. Oh, yeah? What'd you say? Like, yeah, we were like, we don't have to plug your shit. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Drew is uh, back this week, uh, Phoenix Down Trails. You guys, you guys recording this week? Well, you should be recording this week, yes. I was okay. going to say, he's had a couple weeks to catch up to you, right? Uh, uh, yeah. He's, you, were, um, you were gone last week, so. Yeah, I was gone last week, and he said he'd play through Chapter 5, so we're going to talk about Chapter 5 next week. Chapter or this five. week, I should say. So there you go. What's the next game? Do you know what the next game is? We're not certain just yet, but we do know the the game after the next game. The okay. game after the next game will be Danganronpa 2. Oh, nice. Interesting. So, Jay, so Jay get ready. I shall be prepared. I might even play the PC version just in case. Who knows? Cool. There was, I saw like a rumor the other day that they were talking about doing the 999 series on other platforms. Um, it's not a rumor. It's just a confirmed. It's happening. PC. Yeah. Yeah. It's just PC or are they going to do it for other like they're gonna put them on console? Not that I know, but I know it's coming to Steam 100. percent Interesting. Yeah. Same thing well, with Virtuous Last Reward. Well, I was about to say, isn't isn't Virtuous Last Reward already on there? No, no, it's no. not on PC. It's on. Okay. but they did do it across both handhelds, right? It did on Vita and 3DS. Same okay. with uh, Zero Time Dilemma. Isn't 3DS is the only system that has all of these games, right? Uh, yes, because you can play the DS version of it. Yeah, of 999. Mm-hmm. But at this point, the available. the the PC version of 999 looks good. They show some screenshots of the new resolution and the the viewscape and stuff like that. It looks good. I think if you want to play 999, wait for the PC version. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Unless anybody has anything else. Nope. No. Nope. No. Okay. Well, then there you go. Chicken noise.